We are the Nerd Eternal Network. Hello and welcome to Diabrate Adventuring Company. I am your GM for the evening, Jason. I come from the Nerd Eternal Network. We're doing Tuesday nights in in concert with uh, Diabrate. This is, of course, our Espergenesis game, our sci-fi. Playing with me tonight will be Sarah playing Cat, Taylor playing Danru, Eric playing Adrian and Zach and Anna playing Francis and Jade respectively. Howdy. <clears throat> now, if I recall last week you were sent to uh, retrieve some data make some copies of some cave carvings, cave paintings, whatever from an old abandoned mine. Uh, Achille had some photos of this sent to him by a fan a decade and a half ago. Getting a lot of that kind of stuff, he couldn't follow up on it all. But a search through his archives, uh, the computer noticed some similarities between some of the writings and the carvings and the... Uh, the language of the extinct species that y'all have been researching. <clears throat> he set up a roundabout way for you to go check it out, making it appear to, hopefully to anybody spying on you or keeping tabs on you, that you were just taking a side job from somebody else. I'm sure you all remember that there was an unexpected complication once you got there. Yeah, there was people. Were they really people? We're not going to have this debate <laughs> Look, I just got through a debate of whether or not shoes were clothes. I'm just going to say these were people. <laughs> because you're ready to have that kind of debate again or because you're tired of that kind of debate? So I'm really tired of debating, especially when I looked up both the definitions of the word clothing and the word shoe, showed how they worked together, and then was told I was cherry-picking information. What? Was this better or worse than the argument you had about the Sun versus Infinite Lions? The Sun versus Infinite Lions was a debate that was obvious and should have been done. And I don't want to talk about it. Because technically... No, no, I'm setting, I'm setting the Sun versus Infinite Lions away. We're not going to talk about the Sun versus Infinite Lions. Alright, alright. There's too many ways to define winning a fight. Now let's get back to beating up people for not addressing a huge social issue. Alright, so if I believe when we left off last time, you were headed back to town. 
Uh, you're all loaded up in the future SUV. Space SUV. I think this one was actually a wheeled vehicle, though. It was. As opposed to, um, the, as, well. as opposed to the hovering space El Camino y'all were in in a previous one. On the plus side, you haven't wrecked this one. I'm not driving. True. I believe Cody is driving. He was your guide. Uh, I forget if he was a professional guide or if he was... I think he was attached to the local university some kind of way. Intern or teacher's aide or whatever they call him. Or something. Anyway. Adjunct? That's the word. That's probably it. Well, he is a lackey, but they don't like to use those kind of terms in colleges. Uh, Cody is very, while, while Cody was very talkative of driving out here, he's a lot quieter driving back. I can't imagine why. I don't know. Well, I mean, it's not, it's not directly his fault, but he was associated with it. He kept a secret that endangers a large population. He well, not necessarily endangers, but abuses a large population. He kept insisting they weren't people. He was trying to play along with the idea that they weren't people. They're yeah, people. He He's just a small fry in a large academic pond. He doesn't want to cause too many ripples. Yes, yes, I completely understand his selfishness. <laughs> That's why he's not evil. He's just selfish. There, people. All right, so the drive back to town is, is fairly uneventful. Uh, like I said, Cody's very quiet. You know, he tries to start up a little conversation once or twice, but, you know, you guys just don't seem to be having it. Taking a nap, don't bother me. Cat just looks over like angry slashes on her mask. What? I'm napping. No, at Cody. I know. <clears throat> I now like to imagine she's staring at Cody. You go, what? Because you can just feel her angry face. <laughs> yeah. And you expect it to be at you. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, she's angry staring at Cody and Adrian's like, I didn't do it. Oh, and then he cracks an eye open and sees where she's staring. Oh, oh never mind. Yep, yep, this I'm, time. Good. I'm good. Uh, <sighs> nap time. You know, as you get back into you know into town proper, though, Cody goes, uh, so uh, y- y'all want me to take you back to your ship? That'd be lovely. Uh, you arrive back at the... Spaceport, such as it is. Uh, you know, uh, Jim. I was blanking on his name. You know, Jim. Jimothy. Jim's there. He's sitting outside, just chewing the fat with some of the uh, some of the guys that work the port. He raises a hand. Y'all walk up. Hey guys, how'd it go? Uh, He's just looking at your faces. What happened? Cat just keeps walking. 
Agent Soyan is like, you, you seem to have uh, left out the giant murder bug the size of a frigate. The what? The who now? You heard me the first time. I'll need to repeat myself. I did not stutter. Yeah, who are you saying this to? The guy who's <laughs> talking to us. Jim? Your pilot? Yeah. Yeah. Adrian's not in a good mood. <laughs> I don't think Jim would have been aware of the giant murder bug. Yeah. What giant? Okay, I'm assuming you fought something. Yeah! What was your first clue? Well, the rips and tears and some of your clothing and, you know, you all had that kind of scuffed up look. You also mm -hmm. look pissed about something. You don't think? We encountered a new and horribly unflavorable version of racism. Yeah. What? I thought the mine was abandoned. Nope. No. No. Not even close. He will, uh, Adrian actually will walk up to Danrew. He goes, do whatever you want with this. He'll hand him a data pad that literally has every last ounce of data that that company had on it about that species. Said, so have fun. And he's, I'm, I'm, I'm going to bed. Adrian, you have a copy of this yourself already? A copy? I mean, this is, as long as this is not the only copy, I'm happy to have it. I make at least three copies of everything. Cool. I'm going to bed. So yeah, Jim, and I'll show him through the pad of what we just, you know, what we found, and then what you know, Cody tried to talk us into believing about them. Oh, oh man, that's that's effed up. Yeah, yeah, those are definitely some primitive, uh, primitive people. This plant, this plant was in an early. I guess this plant was in the early stages of uh, of developing intelligent life. That is a big horned frog thing, too. Ever tell you how oh, happy yeah. I am to stay with the ship? Hey, I mean, we're happy to have you on the ship because we have to have a pilot to leave in case things go bad. So are we leaving now, or have y'all got something else to do with this? Uh, I think we've done all of our information. Double and triple check the scanners in case we get ambushed again. <laughs> Cody's just saying to the side, still looking kind of embarrassed. I don't think we have anything left to do in this place, do we? Uh, no, pretty we sure. Got what we needed. Here. Yeah. Uh, you load up in the ship. Adrian comes back out after his nap. He immediately goes to the sensors, and he is like triple checking the system wait, wait, of wait, any wait. ships. <laughs> There's a little hiccup when y'all try to take off. Uh. You know, Jim goes up to the to the uh, cockpit, and a couple minutes later, he comes back. Well, guys, they're uh, not giving us clearance to take off. Why, man? It's if a mystery. Only there was a ton of space we could take off in anyway. The mayor has requested a uh, has requested an opportunity to speak with you. 
cat pokes her head out enough to go, the mayor can suck my butt. Jade, bring the shotgun. <laughs> Wait, she has a shotgun? Yes, she does. <sighs> what? I they thought she just had a rifle like and sniper gun. rifle. When did she get a shotgun? <laughs> it was part of her starting equipment. Oh, okay. I've just never seen her use it, I guess. It's a, its primary use is really, really situational, and we haven't been in that situation. Yeah, shotguns are. a vast array of cutie things. It's a, it's a vast, it's a um, fancy dress gun. You only take it out to see important people. Black maters. Yeah, it's like the little black dress of guns. <laughs> I will be right back. Dogs are raising hell. Cats. Enjoy this. So cat. anyway, you've got the uh, you've got an invite from the mayor. How many of us has he invited? Just all of us. He's invited the crew. Jim, would you like to stay on the ship? <laughs> Jim goes, hmm, hey, Danru, I'd like to stay on the ship. <laughs> Jim, Sarah you get was... to stay on the ship. <laughs> Sarah was not kidding about enjoy this cat. He's just hanging out on the camera screen. Nope, there he goes. <laughs> <laughs> like all cats, he would not pass up a chance to show us his butt. Yeah. <sighs> so who wants to go meet the mayor of this place hey, that hey, he's going to hey, try uh, to convince us to do a bad thing. Hey, Danru. Hey, Adrian. Ten to one odds this guy is going to try to get us to do something either asinine or completely stupid. Uh, I mean, I'd have... I'd put ten to one murder or hush money. Eh, that's true. I can't... Well, no, they actually have absolutely no evidence of that. What do they have? No, no evidence, evidence of what? Oh, when I, um... I used some of my powers to, when I hacked into their company and stole all of that data, that one of my powers makes it so that any action that I took within any system I happen to be in immediately erases itself as if I never existed. That's right. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it was not a company, per se. It was... <clears throat> you checked, like, local media sites. I think you did some hacking into the university computers. This place is not run by one particular company. Yeah, he... He went tearing through their networks like a rampaging bull. Because there's not even there's not even a there's not much of a global government really. It's yeah. almost cities. The, the cities are so spread out because the planet's got a low population that it's almost mm -hmm. city states. You know, with with certain basic, uh, you know, human rights kind of things and trade stuff, and you know. Uh, you know, they cooperate in defense for, you know, pirate ships to show up in system or something, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah, as Adrian just walks by, he'll just pat Daniel on the like, alright, let's go meet the stupid. Alright, so everybody but Jim. And Hull. <laughs> I guess. Oh yeah, this would be this would be a good opportunity to leave Hole behind. Just in case things get murdery, you don't want to leave Jim here by himself. Yeah. We come back. There's like smoking craters and a whole like army of drones floating around. Like, what have you been up to? 
the flamethrower wasn't enough. Yeah. I just came back and I already approve of this plan. Yeah. Also, your cat totally basked at the fact there was a camera. He's... yeah. He's an attention whore. Yep. So while you're gone, we, we're just assuming it's either hush money or murder. That's what the mayor's coming to see us for. Cat will probably preemptively turn off her mask so she doesn't just run at the mouth. So you exit your ship. Cody is still there with the SUV. Hey guys, uh, I'm supposed to drive you to, to see the mayor. Yeah, we know. Man, really pulling out the red carpet. <laughs> well, I was already kind of here. No, I un I understand. I'm sending it back this time, Our and Adrian assness. just like hops into the into the bed of the truck. Smartassness <laughs> is rubbing off on Danru. I just want to assure you, sir Cody, I have no intention to harm you as long as you never pull a weapon on me. I am and might just bite you. Like what you have done he is for yourself. Away. Well, with what's happened, I disapprove of what you've done, but I understand you've done it in self-protection and self-interest. That is understandable. Uh, I have I no. I haven't done anything though, dude. I didn't know they were That's on this continent. The that that. Their location was never the issue, moralistically. Already got him up. Alright, so y'all load up and y'all drive on. Uh, he takes you to the mayor's residence, which is which is a, a really nice house. It's not a huge palatial mansion, but it's a very nice house. Uh you know, probably on par with what Achilles has. Except it's on a planet. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, you know, there's some landscaping. It's not on a huge amount of real estate, but it's, you know, it's a nice place. Kind of what you'd expect, you know, some of these smaller, smaller planets. Uh... Cody is not going in with you. You know, he pulls you up to the front door. Uh, the mayor's butler, uh, I'll show you in once you get to the door. Understood. As you load out, Cody goes, uh, it was a, a nice meeting you. It was valuable to meet you, sir, Cody. Huh. Yeah, I guess that's the best I'm going to get. Probably. So he drives away as you walk up. How heavily armed are you guys? Adrian of, doesn't appear armed. All of Cat's weapons. Danner doesn't appear armed. Okay. <laughs> he has armor on, but not a weapon. Well, you're... It's very clear. It's very clear that Francis is strapped. What about so you? is Jade. There are bodyguards. <laughs> the butler just kind of looks at you all. I can uh, check your weapons if you'd like. Could. 
the most important part of your statement was, if you like. <laughs> well, I've been given no instructions to bar you if you were armed. But it's just unusual to visit the mayor. Well, let me put it to you this way. There's a lot of idiots that have a habit of trying to kill us wherever we go. We have oh, had a bad dude. week. Hey, hey, hey. Here's a hint, by the way. Please don't be one of the idiots. Hmm? I assure you, sir, I'm just the domestic. Good boy. We'd like to go see the mayor now. <laughs> Dan is going to be a little confused, like, oh, okay. He looks a little offended at the boy comment. I've not had a good day. Mine seems to be going downhill as well. Please follow me. <laughs> he leads you into a room. Uh, well, down a hallway, you see several, like you see a couple of sitting rooms. He takes you to the dining room. Uh, sitting at one end of the table, you see an older human. A, you know, very receded hairline. Little on the tall side, very lanky. Uh, to the point you would almost wonder if he had, if he was perhaps raised in a lower gravity world. You know, sometimes if you get get a world that's, you know, half a G or, or so, you know, the people tend to grow up taller. And he's got that look to him. Sitting at the head of the table is a, uh, give me perception checks. Always my favorite check. I don't have it. Too much stuff. So that is Taylor. Oddly, Danru does not notice, even though he's the one that should probably be most likely to notice this. Uh, let's see. Adrian does not notice this at first. The other three of you pick it up immediately. The man at the head of the table looks human. He's got white hair, well, silver, it's kind of silver, uh, you know, slightly older gentleman, still a thick head of hair, he's still in good shape, uh, you three notice immediately the jet black eyes, meaning that this is a, uh, Kesh with his face morphed into, into a human form, you know, you've seen Dan Rue pull this trick before. And just like with Dan Rue, his eyes, you know, the man's eyes don't change. He stands and greets you. I should have taken that bet. Hello, welcome to the, you know, welcome to my home. Uh, 
I am Mayor Gage. He walks around, he offers his hand. Uh, he'll start with Danru. Danru will shake his hand. Sir. Yeah, he shakes each of your hands. Uh, thank you for coming. I know today has been upsetting. Uh, I would just like a chance to talk to you about it, you know, you know, before you leave. I, I would hate for you to leave with too bad an opinion of of, you know, us in our home. Please sit, sit. We can talk while we eat. Uh, this is a friend of mine, uh, Professor Sanderson. He points to the to the lanky man. Uh, he is the head of the anthropology department at the local university. Doing I, a bang-up job there. I thought his presence might be useful given the nature of this conversation. Cat does not sit. She remains standing. She's gonna pretend she's a bodyguard or something. She's she's not digging any of this. This feels Yeah. Uh Adrian is gonna sit down. Uh, Danner will also sit down just uh, he, ready he... to discuss. Yeah, he he has his arms like kind of folded, and his his left hand is sort of wrapping on the metal of the of the gauntlet that is on his right. Francis uh, is just gonna stay standing. So is Jade. Loom. Francis is going to loom. Uh, when he shakes Francis's hand, assuming Francis is willing to uh, willing to shake his hand, yeah. Just one second. Don't worry, I'm not looking up an S for power or anything. Poison dart. <laughs> no contact poison on his hands. But he turns and on his wrist is a gauntlet as he shouts, "Beware the sting of the monarch." <laughs> <laughs> Oh lord. Matoke? I missed that show. The butterflies don't sting. Uh, but when he shakes your hand, Francis, he lets you. We don't get very many, uh. Matoke? Is that how you say it? M A T O K A I? Sure, you know what? Yeah, that's exactly how you pronounce it, Key. Key B. You know, our, our planet is mostly human, Kish, and uh, oh, what are the tentacle-headed guys? I got to remember these names eventually. I just like to imagine the guy saying that in character. You know, the humans, Kish, those tentacle-headed guys. <laughs> well, you know, it's kind of a, a backwoods planet. They're not real politically yeah. correct. They're not real people. <laughs> He's got tentacles coming out of their heads. Dindus? Dendus. Dendus, thank you. You know. Ah, because I have the dendrils. Got it. You know. Uh, your people, the uh, Valna, the Prometheans. We don't have, we, you know, we don't get a lot of Prometheans through here. But of course, you would not draw attention like, you know. You know what, I'm just going to stop now. 
food is served. Uh, the butler is like a he, you know, he sets the plates down the table without any trouble, and all of you that are still standing, he's just like, do you, do you wish to be served standing? Yes. <laughs> it's a tradition among my people. Oh, very well. And he hands you a plate. Cat's just like, I, I ate back on the ship, I'm gonna pass. Do you want to hold your plate, or should I get you a stool or something to set it on? I'll hold. hold it with your tail. Hold it with your tail. Be a badass. <laughs> yeah, Frenchie just takes the plate. Uh, and you, dear? Or, excuse me, and you, ma'am? He says, looking at Jade. I don't eat while I work. Thanks, though. I understand. Good work ethic. Didn't you shoot the last guy who called you dear? <laughs> he would have said ma'am. He would have said ma'am. <laughs> he is a professional. <clears throat> so as you begin eating, assuming you eat. Uh, yes, yes. Most of our races eat. <laughs> well, Sorry, now it's bleeding over to thinking the GM. Kat specifically mentioned that she was not eating or that she made an excuse as to not eat. I think I'll drop a pencil. Danro will eat in what is seen as a civilized manner among cash. Squeezing tubes of paste? You know, because they're like space fairs. Uh, Why you gotta keep up all this racist stuff? <laughs> I'm trying to specify the difference in your species. Spacism. And it's species, not races, so uh, there's that. Uh, there are races of cash. And you're exclaiming that the star cash go and eat space food because they're from the star? Yeah. Get out of here. <laughs> One thing you will have noticed, Taylor. Yes. Uh, it's a poison. When he introduced himself as Gage. I'm immune. You're pretty sure he was introducing himself with his family name, and that is unusual. Oh, I didn't hear him say. Oh, did he say Fell? No, Fell goes in front of the. Uh, uh, crew name. He just introduced himself as Mayor Gage. Hmm. I mean, to hold a public office, you'd kind of have to show a family name. So I understand that to a degree, but yeah, it is kind of a faux pas. But, uh, you know, as you begin eating, he's like, you know, I hope you acquired the information that you came here for. Uh, the, uh... That and extra. I assure you, we thought the... We thought the, uh, old mine was abandoned. Had we known uh. there was some large creature, you know, large dangerous creature there, we certainly would not have sent you... Mm-hmm. At least not without that's, proper warning. That's not what we're mad about. That that just sort of happened. We've gotten used to large, dangerous creatures trying to eat. That's wild animals. We, we excuse the wild animal for being a wild animal. At this, when you say that, the pressure goes, but was it wild? 
go on. No, no, I'm asking you. Are you certain it was wild? Or was it being used as some sort of guard animal? Upon being wounded, it did not retreat to a trainer, but retreated to the woods. You can, like, we could assume it was being directed in some form, but we could not directly assume a trainer-pet relationship based on its reactions. Mm -hmm. Now, point. that being said, you know, there are animals that, when trained, if they were attacked, would not immediately run behind a trainer, so... Fascinating. That There's nothing we could say that would counsel. directly prove slash disprove that. What was your impression? Do you think it just happened to be in the entrance of a cave that the natives live in, or...? By itself? And without, you know, seeing dead natives around it? We'd have to assume no. Hmm. Because if it was there, and since we are now speaking about the natives, the fact we only traveled a little ways into the cave before seeing them in a defensive formation, but we saw none dead from combat with said animal, you would have to assume there was some... You say a formation, like they were using tactics? Of a very basic, you know, shoulder-to-shoulder -shoulder line. Hmm, I see, I see. Cat is just honestly surprised how little they know about, like, a race on their own planet. Well, I mean, speak about if... that. She's pretty much turned her mask off and jammed it for like two hours. After this point, she's gonna say something stupid. Cause yeah, I'm kind of going into this talk with the the assumption they saw them went they're somewhere else, and then just went we cannot study them too heavily. Or we might, sorry, trip over something that forces us to leave this planet. We're making a profit here. We don't want to leave. We're just going to pretend they don't exist because they're somewhere else. Well, the, the people on this planet have been here for, for at least a few generations now. So some of, them, some of it may, be, may have been profit-driven to begin with, but the perpetuation of it was probably, well, you know, this is our home. We don't get yeah, run off from it. But... Just because yeah, these guys gotten, live on another continent. Yeah, it has gotten to the point there are that there are native-born other races on this planet mm -hmm. now. Which is the continuation of them silently ignoring because they don't want to get the Popo involved. The space Popo. You never want to get the space Popo involved. I don't know, I'm all about getting the space Popo involved. I'm not a criminal. Hmm. <laughs> While the rest of your crew's not kind of like, uh, um, uh, 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 hold up a sec. The rest of us nervous sweating. What? What? No, I'm kidding, I already know. Enough. Enough to know. Danry wouldn't be nervous around him. Jim wouldn't be nervous around him. Hull probably wouldn't. He's got some Hull stuff in his Hull could probably get the, uh, the, whatever he did was under duress of trying to escape. Yeah, he, would be basically he doesn't really have anything, any dirt in his background. It's just who he may have, may have unwittingly been associated with. He hasn't burned buildings down or, you know, stolen or anything. I mean, who among us has? There's, there's a real different weight between those two statements to me. <laughs> 
you know, he hasn't committed murder or trespassing. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Jaywalking. One of those is way worse than the other. Well, it was more just neglect than arson. They didn't mean to burn anything down. Anyway. So the professor seems to be very interested in what you saw. You know, he asked about what kind of clothing. He asked about, you know, the spears. Were they just sharpened sticks? Did they have flint heads? At this point... You know, Denner will look to Adrian. Can I, uh, and I pulls out the PDA. Just like, he's just, whatever, do what you want. He'll start, you know, showing the pictures and information they have on the PDA, just about the, you know, the pictures of them showing the tools, the clothing. This is fascinating. Could I get a copy of this? Maybe. Please, we're we're not allowed to we're not allowed to to uh, the continent they're native to. We're not allowed to go there. Every now and then we get permission to send in a uh, a drone, basically to to capture a little bit. But I'm stuck. I'm stuck. You know, studying the remains of extinct species from this continent. Well, lucky for you, they're not on that continent, huh? That's very unexpected. We did not think the uh, the surviving natives had the, the ability to to make it over here. I'm sorry, surviving? Yes, there's several extinct species. You know, much like on Earth, there are several extinct species of hominid. Denner will take a moment and go, I believe due to events, certain members of our group are going to maintain a hostile ear to many things that are said in a scientific way due to the emotional uh, nature of what happened. Of course, happening. of course. The, so, the natives, when you said surviving, there uh, became an immediate assumption that you had done something. Oh, no, no, no. These are, no, no, these species went extinct at least 10,000 years ago. Uh, the planet, around 10,000 years ago, the planet hit its, uh, oh, what's the term they use? Glacial Warming maximum. period, cooling period. Glacial maximum. You had an ice age. They had a very large, you know, they had a very rough <laughs> ice age that, uh, then and the continent we're on, uh, does not stretch very far south, and it was the it caused the extinction of several species here on this continent. Where the other continent, they were they had more room to move south and survived. So we have studied the the native species, or the, the species native to this continent in some detail. In truth, one of them seemed to be more advanced than the survivors. Just based on it's still Stone Age, but just based off the tools used and such things that we found.
In fact, we did not think the survivors had. He's, he's looking at the spears. We didn't think the survivors had the uh, capacity for making the, the flint heads on their spears. Yeah, the, the, expect, the extinct variant could do so, though. Well, now you do. Well, there's... Yes, yes. From a very strict point of view, there's a possibility of this group having been a hidden surviving group that scavenged or learned from the previous. That's always possible. It would really probably only take a few individuals. If these can make it over here, then perhaps there were a few survivors from here that made it over there. Not enough to... Propagate, but enough to teach. Right, or... Not enough that, you know, that them breeding in would have left any lasting or noticeable changes to the, to the more numerous species. But yes, they might have learned. Much like the Neanderthals learned to make, never invented bows, but learned to make them from early Homo sapiens. I'm going to assume the professor is human at this point. Oh, yes, yes. I believe I mentioned Sanderson was okay, human. Okay. We said he was slim and space-born, so I was like, it's probably oh, yeah, space-born human. But, but uh... And the mayor has been letting him talk. You almost get the impression that the mayor has been just sort of watching y'all while y'all interact with the professor, just kind of getting a, kind of getting a read of the room. Congratulations. He knows the farm boy Cash really likes science. <laughs> Which is weird. I don't know. If you're if you're planting if, if you were wanting to farm on a bunch of different alien worlds, you'd need some science. Yeah. Fair enough. The mayor finally ejects. Well we understand that you're upset. Uh Though I want to assure you, we've, we've done nothing to hinder the development of this, of this species. As, a, you know, as the professor mentioned, we have banned travel to the other continent, you know, trying to allow them to develop, you know, as they naturally would. Their, their population is not that large. You know, that basically that continent's got plenty of room for them to continue to grow and expand. Right. The 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 fear is more of as time passes you know It's a bit strange to say as a cache you know, the fact we don't exactly have a home world anymore. It's somewhere out there. I'm sure we'll find it. And the mayor's like, oh, yes, of course it is. Some of us simply decided to make our own. And that's where the problem lies. Eventually, you'll outnumber the species whom this is the home planet of. The professor kind of goes, not necessarily. 
Until they hit an industrial revolution, large families would be beneficial. Where in an advanced society like our own, smaller families are the norm. Now, when you say large quality family, versus quantity, now I would traditionally agree with you if there was absolutely no transport to and from this planet whatsoever. If this was a standalone situation, yes, the population sizes would most likely equate. But any strange thing that could promote growth or tourism would start to, could start to shift the balance in a way that's unpredictable. Not to go into large-scale, you know, macro population well, you're kind of nods. Well, we don't get much in the way of tourism here, and the uh, and immigration is is fairly low. We are kind of in the middle of nowhere, hmm. and we have quite a bit of room to expand if we needed to, just on this continent. Yeah, the there is no immediate issue. There is no immediate issue that will suddenly, what you're doing on this continent will suddenly affect or be detrimental to those on another continent. That is 100% certain. The worry is that if this race is to grow, it adapts, it becomes a race that can communicate, you know, carry on a conversation, flourish in the universe that we have now they would have to do so under such a handicap because they will only have half their world that they started on. The professor's like, well... Or they'd have to barter and trade with races that can take it to the, to the skies. The man's like, well, it'd be, would or, or integrate, if they wished our technology, integrate with us. But, uh, and the professor interjects, you you may be under a misconception about them. Well, they are certainly an intelligent species. You know, it's it's why the politicians decided for so long to keep it quiet. Of course, Mayor frowns at him. He's saying his professors. I mean, the professor has seen our PDA of information on him, and yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's it's kind of it's kind of openly obvious. But that they're a form of intelligence. But they are not. If you think of them in terms of human, they would not be on the Homo sapien or Neanderthal or Denisovan level. They're several steps down. You could not take one of them, even as a child, raise it in our society, and it would fit in. It would not have the mental capacity for it. You know, they are a primitive, from a biological standpoint, a primitive species. So you were talking tens, perhaps hundreds of thousands of years. You know, before they would approach anything on par with any of, you know, any of the races present here. Any space-faring race, truthfully. The mayor kind of leans forward. 
look, we we have hundreds of thousands of people living on this world. Uh, some of them third or fourth generation here. Yeah, this is the only home they've known. Our predecessors perhaps made a mistake. Perhaps they should not have handled this the way they did. We realize that we realize that you're going to share this information when you get off world. He kind of looks at each, he kind of looks at each of you in turn. You know, I, I feel that's fairly obvious, and there's no reason to beat around the bush about your intentions there. He kind of waits for confirmation. Richard doesn't say anything. He's just raising a brow, letting the guy talk. I'm not going to insult your intelligence by, or not intelligence. I'm not going to insult you by trying to bribe you to silence. Uh, judging by your reactions, that's not going to work. But uh, what I would like to do, though, is cut something of a deal with you. <sighs> Hear me out. Hear me out. We release the information that we have, including whatever information, including the information you gathered. Uh, because, as the professor has explained to me, some of the information you've shown us, the weapons, the perhaps domesticated or half-domesticated animal, you know, they're a primitive species, but they are clearly more advanced than we thought. All we want is to convince you to let us release this information. Let us spin it just a little bit. To, uh... Mitigate any... Disruption to the common people, essentially. Handled poorly, there might be an attempt to evict us. Handled a little better... We would probably simply get a lot of uh, supervision. I'm not sure the right word. Uh, oversight. Oversight. You know, to ensure that there's no, no, no that no harm is done to to the natives. Uh, Danner will would like to interject. Mm -hmm. Certainly see your point of view. If I might suggest a written, not defense, but a written statement stating, you know, as the professor has said, it does not seem like these are beings that are going to suddenly become space-worthy or suddenly become intellectual partners with us. They seem a little bit, a few rungs down the ladder. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Simply state that at their current, you know, state, simply you know, be left alone as any other species. You don't, you know, no, you never attempt to extinct a species. No, 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 of course not. It would be a simple statement of defense of, at this point in time, they are not, you know, a partner species, but they are to be left alone allowed to grow and develop naturally on their own continent, 
And if they reach the point of in, of special partnership, reparations would then come into effect. You would then go, all right, you are now a species. You deserve your home world of its full, you know, you deserve the full value of what your home world was before we began using it. Hmm. For you personally, that would mean nothing because that would be tens of thousands of years later. Yes, you would yes. simply put you put down the base information of what environmental features there are, the natural resources you came into, and simply state, if this race reaches the point of equalization, we help them by providing over time, obviously, to build them up to where they have their own planet once again. And if by natural course, they go extinct naturally, then nothing came of it. This is what would have happened naturally on their own continent, and you have done nothing specific, you know, and you have done nothing to cause it. That sounds agreeable. You really kind of noticed him perk up when you said, you know, to you, this would mean nothing. You. Oh, yeah. yeah that's, that won't that's come up in the next election. Hmm. And it would be a more statement of you going off the information you know. You know, you have been, you know, if the professor agrees to, you know, be a partner in that kind of discussion, you would release the information and your statement of when you arrived, you did not know. But now that you do know, you have, you know, you have set the rules, the limitations, what to do if they arrive and begin a discussion. You know, and an open statement of defending them if you come across them on your own continent. Yes, I could. The mayor, I, I could see that being the only hiccup or complication to it is what we do when they moved over to this continent. Because theoretically, there could be some form of underground tunnel between continents that they have somehow traveled. You know, in, in a long stretch theory, and not just this was a surviving camp. <clears throat> the person goes, well, judging from the from the photos you sent us and the video, and he starts pointing out some of the things about the cooking fires and that. It does not look like they have been here all that long. A few years, perhaps. The, uh... The cave carving, uh... Dates back to uh, well before the previous ice age. The extinct, the extinct variant or subspecies that I had mentioned was was likely responsible for it. We know they did some light carving. Though the idea of them having a written language is, assuming that's what it is. Seems a little far-fetched. But... When Achille, but Achille contacted me, you know... Or, uh, not Achille, but whoever Achille was using as his... As his, uh... Go-through. Go-through. 
you know, when he contacted me, you know, and explained that you had, had the sample of writing and how it matched up. Uh, you know, that throws some of our theories about this previous, this extinct species, kind of turns some of it on its ear. You know, if they had that kind of writing. Well. At least at least this way perhaps we can do a little more research. Perhaps we won't be we won't have to hide as much and he kinda looks at the mayor. <clears throat> so you continue to eat, uh the mayor actually starts kind of writing up something. He seems to be pleased with how dinner has gone. Uh, he looks up at you guys still standing. Are you sure you wouldn't like to sit down and eat? I'm fine. Same. Very well, very well. So basically he writes up a statement about, you know... Our forefathers landed and they did this. The second generation discovered uh, you know, discovered that this species was a little more advanced than we thought. They decided to keep it quiet. Uh, Danru, as he's writing that, you realize, given the difference in how Kesh age compared to humans... He's probably here for the originals. Maybe not the original. He could easily be part of that. You know, when he's talking about second generation, if the, he's basing that off generations of, uh, you know, humans and... Not Eldor. Dundas. Dundas, yeah. Because I think the Dundas have similar lifespans. Live between an average of 350 to 450 years. Never mind, they're more like the Kish. Okay. <laughs> well, anyway, the majority of the planet is human, so he's talking human generations. Yeah, he could easily be at least that second generation. Danru will go ahead. Um, Adrian, can you uh, look up some information real quick for me? I guess. Can you see how long this mayor has been here? What form? Because he's cash and writing about generations, but this is a human, mostly human colony. How long has he been here? Hmm. He's talking about people keeping it secret. He could have been one of those first motherfuckers that was keeping it secret. <laughs> Adrian's going to start looking. Because he's keeping a disguise up the entire time, which means he may be crazy old. Yeah, Adrian noticed that. <laughs> uh, you start looking into it. He is not first generation. He immigrated here as a child. Would have been late in kind of the second generation of humans. You know, the colony had been around a hundred years or so when his parents moved here with him, you know, in tow as a little fella. 
So he's been here quite a while. He would not have been in a position to have been part of the original cover-up. Hmm. If is Daniel wearing like some kind of like eyepiece or HUD or whatever? He would have a com probably built into his armor somewhere or something, or one he can okay. pull out. That information will just like flash up on his screen as Adrian's just like quietly like munching on some bread. Mm-hmm. It's very good bread. Uh, He's taking his time with it. Daniel will ask, sir, are is the professor and the butler confidants for you? Would you say? Hmm? Oh yes, yes, I trust them both. Uh, is there a particular Aaron, he, he reason? to the butler. Aaron, Aaron's family has worked for me. His father worked for me before him, so yeah, they're, he's like family. I was curious about your continuation to use uh, the look you currently have. Uh, mostly human world, it just... It eases conversation. A little bit. Being being a, a being a politician, you know, I make no secrets of what I am. But if they're used to this face, it makes the majority of folk around here a little more comfortable. Understood. Uh, does anyone else have anything they'd like to ask or say? Because I realize no. I've kind of dominated on this conversation. You've done very well in this conversation. Yeah. As always, Dan Roo is the adult of the party. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's true. Adrian probably would have been, like, DDoSing the entire colony's networks by now, so... You had been talking last time about, about possibly crashing their economy, so yeah. Mm-hmm. That's it. I'm starving them all. <laughs> he has the power. Corn is suddenly worth nothing. Um, did We can only frame, eat it. Oh, no. Was a time frame mentioned for when that information would be released? Uh, no, y'all had not specific, specified a time frame. So, I mean, what kind of time frame are we talking about? Upon there, this information to be released upon the event of my death. Uh, yeah, no. Let's let's speed. That's that a up couple a more bit. hundred years. No. <laughs> Adrian just like looks at him as he says that. And says, "Well, I, I think that was a joke. Yeah, yeah that, that was a joke. Yeah, was, was it? No. Okay, yeah. I was about to say he was about to get real snarky." No, but you had made no just specific like mention of when it be released. Mm-hmm. Well, he said, he said, it's to be released upon my death, it's just like, too bad, it's already out. Upon your death? Oh, you mean ten minutes from now, unless that changes? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Like, all the people standing pull a gun. Big old Mexican standoff happening. Do you want to bring up the time frame? 
Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the mayor's like, we were planning to release it within the next couple of days. At this point... At this point, there's really no need to delay. For your sake, I hope not. <laughs> no, no. We're perfectly aware that you will still have this information and that any foot dragging on our part or you would, you know, result in an info dump. Adrian just smiled. It's one of those smiles that's... You hit him with a big ol' smile. Well, it's one of those smiles that goes, like, straight past and, like, pleasant to wide enough to be I'm about to, like, kill you in your sleep smiles. It's a it smile like his jaw's about to unhinge and he's gonna swallow me. <laughs> yeah. Kill Bill sirens in the background of that smile. Yeah, pretty much. There's kill Bill sirens in the background of that smile. Oh well, it beats the Pennywise smile from the It remake, where you know he opens it up and it's all the teeth, and then like the lights further back. All right. I hit next level. I can actually pull off something like that. Ick. Well, I mean, if you're not a coward, you can just put LEDs in your mouth. What one of my next powers, like at level five, is called capacitor. Hmm, I can literally. <laughs> it's it's pretty damn bright. Well, no, I was thinking, how bright an LED would you have to swallow for it to shine out of your mouth? Yeah. All of them. Don't be a weenie. All of them ever. Yeah. You just get a get a string of LED Christmas lights. They come out like floss out of a dog. Oh, <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> why, Jason? I don't know. The image popped my head. I didn't need to have today. Didn't need to have today. I'm dumping this in. Phone now. <laughs> the image just jumped fully formed into my head, and the only way to expunge it was to share it. <laughs> I have many questions, and none of them are appropriate. Yeah. We'll see when dogs eat floss. Oh, no, I know that, because we've had dogs. And I've had to, they've also done, gone and done the needles, too, with the floss, so. I only know it from a family guy joke, so. <laughs> well, aren't you lucky? Yeah. See, we kept outside dogs, but we didn't also keep floss. All right, so anyway. You wrap yeah. dinner up. Uh, the mayor, by the end of dinner, the mayor has come up with a rough draft of the uh, declaration, I guess we'll call it. Uh, declaration of future protection of a <laughs> of a species. Yeah, you know, he's like, yeah, his legal team want to read, it, you know, want to go over it quickly, but. Uh, but sometime in the next couple of days, they'll release it. And then, you know, then the, you know, space feds, whatever you want to call them, you know, we'll get, in, we'll get involved and, you know. He doesn't seem to be looking forward to that, but he's not dreading it like, like somebody that was really up to something would be dreading it. You know, because they have, in all this time, really just ignored the other continent, so. 
But, uh, Adrian just wants to go get back on the ship. As the evening wraps Literally. up, the mayor thanks you for coming. He assures you you'll be given clearance to take off. Not that they really had a way to prevent you. I mean, they don't have you know a massive navy or orbital you know or an international satellite. space gun. Well, uh, the uh, the professor walks you back out to to the car. Uh, Cody has driven it back around. Cody, do you just work with these guys? Uh, I work for the professor. I, I work in his department. Okay. That's really the only reason I, you know, knew as much about him as I did when you started talking about him. Uh, he's Cody seems relieved when he sees you. It's, it's like maybe he picks up on it, and y'all are all a little less angry now. Uh, no, Adrian, there's not just blood on us. Glares at him for good measure. <clears throat> He's starting to think maybe that's just due to false face. I think that's just the face the mask puts on when she's not doing anything. I don't know. Uh, no, I should see some of the idle ones. They're pretty interesting. But if you're ready to leave, the professor actually thanks you. He goes, I have been trying to convince them to do this for years. Simply because you couldn't repress this sort of information for forever. It was going to come out eventually. They have till the end of the week. Oh yes, I, I don't. I don't believe uh, the mayor is a uh, Gage is a politician. He will play political games, but generally speaking, he's a man of his word. Yeah, and he has till the end of the week to play that game until I do what I want to do. And I think he understands it. I certainly hope so. I had I had considered releasing the information on my own, but well, I don't have tenure yet, so in another couple of years, I think I could have. I don't have tenure. Ah, Danner just perks up. Ah, the world of self-protection. It's been generations. A few more years till I got tenure was not going to hurt anything. Oh, yes, yes. I well, completely agree with you. At least I wouldn't have thought so until I found out they're on this continent. Oh. We need to start looking around and finding out how many more may have moved over here. It could be a whole mass migration. Yep. Well, it was very nice meeting you all. You may have introduced a very exciting time to be in my profession. And you load up in the future SUV and Cody drives you back to the ship. Mm-hmm. So did so did dinner go well? It went away. Oh. The food was nice. Oh yeah, the mayor is very particular about his food. I noticed. Tasted like poison. He actually kind of turns around in his seat, takes it, uh, takes his eyes completely off hey, the road. Hey, eyes around. on the road. Eyes on the road. <laughs> Idiot. The mayor <sighs> is not going to poison anybody. He goes, I can... Yeah. Cat. 
Cat's like, I don't know, give him a few hundred more years of... Nah, I'm kidding. Slow I'm not, not going to claim a, a cash would commit poisoning. That's cowardly. Anyone will do anything about it, right enough. Cat's like, we've either done a good thing for this species, or we've completely doomed them. Oh, this species will be fine. We've just ensured that this species will be fine. It's all the ones in between. But we couldn't live long enough to attempt to protect those. We can't go for the long-term victory as six people. It's just not a thing we can achieve. We can achieve the short term. Cody's nodding his head. Mm -hmm. You know, we, he's like, you know, if we start having more interaction with them, it may actually speed up their evolution. If they were at a point of social and intellectual interaction, yes. Your professor had assured me they were not quite there. Well, this is true. But if they keep coming to this continent, they're going to have interactions with us. The more yes. social they are, the better those interactions are likely to go. It's creating evolutionary pressure... To become more social. Or more evolutionary pressure the way humans put evolutionary pressure on dogs. Where they became more and more submissive because they got treats. Dogs also became somewhat smarter. And they can read human emotional cues. Much like humans okay. do. You need to stop talking about a sentient species the same way my good friend's friend here talks about a cute little puppy. They're already way more advanced than that. I'm just saying, being more social, being more intelligent, it's going to be useful in interacting with us. So it will encourage those traits. So over the long period... They may become more intelligent quicker than they would otherwise. That's all I'm saying. That's the cost of their own <gasps> culture. I can actually write this about... I can actually use this to write... I can actually use this in my thesis now. Since it's not going to be a secret anymore. You could, but that also... That's also the borderline of... Stockholm Syndrome. I believe is the human word for it. Not quite. Nah, not human. You're close, though. But it's where you've put them in a situation where they have to become your friends to get anything. Well, they go and do for themselves. I mean, it's, that's always an option. If the population over here ends up isolated, it'll be interesting to see how they develop compared to the others. I mean, I won't be alive long enough to, to see how it works out, Cody, you know it'd be interesting. A nice, quiet drive. Yeah, I'm thinking that might be healthy for everybody involved. Cody, I believe emotions are still running high. <laughs> Let's just focus on the drive. At least with the ladies. <laughs> yeah, I, just, uh, I just imagine uh, you say... like cocking a gun in the background. Cody, yeah. Cody, Cody, how about you don't gender this conversation? How about we just Maybe have a nice, worse, quiet drive? <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Quiet drive. Hey, Jay, do you mind if I borrow your shotgun for a second? Sure. 
<laughs> All right, thank you. He's like he's openly inspecting it and like you know looking at the very very big slugs that are in there. And... But Cody gets you back to your ship. Uh... You may accidentally point it at the back of Cody's head once. <laughs> I'm just sharpening a knife in the back seat. Danher is confused by all of you. He's some like twenty. He's like a twenty-year-old dumbass, and you're like, we're gonna blame you for everything. He's a twenty-year-old dumbass. Calm down. Is he really? We're also twenty-year-old dumbasses. What? Some of them. What? <laughs> Danner parks up. Wait a minute. How old is everyone in this vehicle? She didn't say that out loud. Anyway, Cody drops you back off the ship. Seems to be glad to get rid of you. Uh, bye, guys. Have a nice flight. Here's your shotgun back, Jade. Have a safe yes. drive home. Oh, thank you, sir. It works great. It was Very nice well meeting with you. I know it does. I'm going back to bed. Uh... I never got my nap. I'm cranky. So you get there. The ship's locked up tight. I mean, you know. Of its own decision. Yeah, yeah. Jim's got all the doors shut. You know, where the last time you came up, he had the back, back hold, uh, you know, door open. Now he's found out, ah, uh, the breeze can wait. Safety first. Basically. But, you know, you walk up, you put in your coat or whatever... Use your key card, however it is, you access the one of the smaller side entrances. Adrian just like Jedi mind tricks the door and opens it. Uh, as soon as you step in, you hear Jim's voice on the intercom. Hey guys, how'd it go? I ate some poison, it was great. He didn't what? eat poison, the oh. food was fine. Also, the shotgun was fantastic. He did threaten a 20 year old college student with a shotgun. Oh, I didn't. I was checking it. It was very well maintained. The slugs were nice. He very threateningly <laughs> inspected a shotgun in front of a 20-year-old college student. Well, you gotta maintain those things. So the mayor, speaking to, has agreed to a... Article of defense for the natives while explaining their situation to the public and giving out the information okay. to allow the whatever intergalactic authorities to make decisions. Jim's like, well, that's a good thing, isn't it? For the most part, yes. Yeah, and he has until the. He has, he has a week to get it done. Well, good. Yeah, I, I was afraid it was going to turn into gunfire or something. I was tempted. Jim, I've become more and more concerned about the crew I'm running with <laughs> as these days pass. I don't know. I just find it all kind of exciting. Oh, it's certainly exciting. These people are more happy to get in fights than when I was a soldier. I don't like getting into fights, usually. I like to manipulate data and redirect and 
in other words, sabotage. More often than not, there's only a... there's... You know what, I'm not getting into this, I'm going to bed. <laughs> Have a good sleep, Adrian. Thank you for your assistance with these people's aid. Yeah, there's... There's a few things in this galaxy that will rile me up something fierce. You really don't want to see when that kicks into high gear. I can bring planets down. And he goes to bed. Yeah. Provided they don't have Or as I know you can't hack dirt, so I'm good. Alright. So you take off. Well, Jim asked you, you want to leave now or wait till morning or how y'all want to do this? Let's leave. Alright, out of here, out of here I he don't, is. I don't think anyone here currently cares much for this planet. I'm currently well primed to completely destroy their economic social structure. Let's leave before I'm tempted to do so. We did that once and we had to leave the planet. You can always do it after your nap. Please stop encouraging the destruction. It really doesn't make us look any better to save one people by destroying another. Right. I feel better at the end of the day. Fair enough. So Jim fires up the roustabouts engines, and y'all take off. Uh, as soon as he checks, he's given clearance. So if much clearance. The most if, clearance. Say, if he didn't, Adrian would make some clearance real quick. <laughs> well, like the mayor pointed out, there was, you know, the spaceport is a dirt field, essentially. Yeah. this town so you know it's not like they had a lot of the defenses to stop you from leaving I mean they could have mailed you a ticket or something would have been basically it so you take off no issues leaving system uh, as you're passing the the planet's moon or the orbit of the planet's moon Jib's like are we heading back home now or have y'all got somewhere else you want to go Um, did we, have we gotten anything from our information yet? No, you, you gathered all the information from the cave car carvings. Wasn't and then you got, then you got slightly distracted. Weren't the carvings like coordinates or something, or is that how we got to this cave? Some they of them appear well, to be. Yeah, we knew they looked. Some of them looked partially like coordinates, but we didn't have the full picture, which is why we went in the first right. place was to get the full picture. Yeah, and Adrian is in bed with a data pad with that full picture correlating data. Yeah, well, you got several days. If you know, if you decided to to uh, head straight back to Achille, you would still have several days of travel. So give me what would be. What skill would it be to be working on this stuff? Something science-y. I have all of them. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. I'm proficient in science. Basically. Give me...
Give me an investigation. Uh -huh. And then give me an astro. Is this the astrophysics for navigation? Uh, I believe that's how the game runs is navigation based off of astrophysics. Okay. So yeah, give me an investigation and then an astrophysics. Uh, straight rolls or any kind of bonuses or something with his knowledge of the language. No, just straight rolls. Straight rolls, okay. Normal, okay, make sure I have that checked. Investigation and astrophysics. The one thing I don't know how to do on roll 20 is make custom skills. <laughs> I don't yeah, I don't know if you can without just redesigning an entire sheet. I don't know. Yeah. yeah I've looked into how to do sheets, but it, it requires like HTML, which I played with a little bit like back when Navigator was a browser and had a built-in <laughs> yeah. editor. And that was the last time I ever touched it. So 18 investigation, 15 astrophysics. All right, with the investigation, you know, as you're poking over the language, there are individual words that you can pick out. Uh, it's enough that you think this was some sort of technical something. Mm -hmm. uh, but a lot of the words, a lot, a lot of the carvings aren't actually words. There's a mm. few of them you can kind of guess what it, maybe it was supposed to be. You're left with the impression that whoever carved these was copying something they had seen. And okay. it's a very imprecise, imperfect copy. Uh, as far as the actual part that looks like coordinates, that's a little easier. Some of the, some of the symbols aren't quite right, but it's pretty easy to guess. While the... While the ancient language is very complex, there's, uh, as the as the uh, linguist y'all spoke to pointed out to you, there are parts of it where the context of a word can completely change what a word means, etc., etc. Numbers mm -hmm. are much simpler, so you're you're fairly certain you pieced together the coordinates presented properly. You know, like the, a few of the markings Daniel, are a little off, yeah. but you're pretty sure what they were what they were trying to carve. If if Daniel's up in the cockpit with Jim, suddenly a computer's going to flash up with a set of coordinates on it. He flips the intercom on to your room. Is this where y'all are wanting to go? Some of the symbols are a little bit off, but this is about the clo closest I can get it. Okay. Where, well, where be... does it put us? Like, is it a planet? Yeah, is, is it a place that the universe knows of? Uh, space let me run it through the computer and see if it tells me anything. Uh, a little bit later, Jim's like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. I think I've actually heard of this place. Uh, crap, what was I going to call it? Because the fold didn't sound right. 
He goes, yeah, yeah, this is the, uh, uh, the shortcut. He goes, it's a, it's a little, like, space, it's, it's the location of this, like, space anomaly kind of thing. Anomaly? What kind of anomaly? Um, well, we, a space it, kind. It's kind of a shortcut. The best way I've heard it described is basically there's not as much space time there as other places. How does that work? Can can you please say this in stupid? I, I thought it was. Uh, uh, you travel and the amount of time you travel isn't the same to you is the same as outside? Kind of. Imagine you had three ships. They're traveling in straight lines. They are light years apart. Say you've got them, you know, three ships, five light years, each, each one's five light years from the next one. They are traveling in a straight line. The middle ship is going through the area that they call the shortcut. It's going to travel, if they travel the same distance, it's going to be quite a bit ahead. Uh, the theory is that space is folded up weird there some sort of way. Oh, lovely wormholes. Not exactly. Ships just, uh, things just appear to speed up when they hit it. I mean, that's mm -hmm. not what is actually happening. There's less distance to travel. Like I said, the, the prevailing theory is that it's some sort of wrinkle or fold in the local space-time. I mean, it's... The, uh... Mm. And the coordinates are in this foldy space-time wibbly-wobbly thing. Right, the, the coordinates... Well, like, the area affected by this is uh, let's see it's not even a light year across it's trillions of miles is there a planet in this no it's it's all empty space mm. presumably empty anyway Sure, there's some dust or something. Let's see. It's 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 around three hundred and fifty billion kilometer area. <laughs> Sounds like something we should take a look at. Well, people have been taking a look at this thing for quite some time. The Eldori have been studying it since, uh, way before human, way way before humans ever, ever thought about putting something in space. You know, the only thing I know of in the area, there's a research station. I mean, I, I'm good to pop over there if y'all want to go there and you know, 
talk to the guys or try to figure something out. Well, I mean, so long as we don't have to go into the anomaly, I'm not opposed to it. We just come out the other side. Flying through it, you don't notice anything until you until if you were in those three ships, you would suddenly realize, hey, wait a second, You're we're good. way ahead of the other two guys. How did that happen? But yeah, I can set these coordinates you're going to. You said there's a research station there? Yes. Mm. What type of research? Just researching the anomaly? Yes, yes. Uh, it was an Eldori station originally, I think. And it's a, uh, oh, I forget who owns it now. Long as I'm in a spacey, crazy space cult. No, 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 no nothing like that. It's not a real big deal anymore. I, I have only heard of it running around with Achilles. He had thought about doing a show on it, but, uh. There really isn't that much, you know, information to go on. He decided it, you know, there wasn't really a way to jazz it up enough to... To lengthen a full episode? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But it's, uh... Kind of out on its own... You know, there's not a whole lot around it. It was discovered completely by accident. If nothing else, maybe we could give him a call. But yeah, now we could do that. Uh, there'd be a slight delay. You know, when we get to a crucible, we can communicate instantaneously with with any other crucible. And they could relay a message out to them. So it'd be a, a slight delay. Hmm. Would we want to just head for the nearest crucible or head for Achilles? Would we have to double back to get to this place or is like Achilles halfway between or on the way? No, no. Uh, Jim tells you going back, heading back to uh, Casparello would be out of the way. And, you know. With our cover of doing side jobs, we do a side job, we run back to Achilles, then we run immediately run back and do something else. You know, I don't know if that'd make the cultists suspicious or, I don't know. Jim's like, I'm just a pilot. Y'all tell me where y'all want to go. I say we go to the coordinates. Same. Yeah, I, say, I say we call in advance, but alright. I'm perfectly fine with coordinates. Yeah. He goes, Ed, it's a big enough station, you ain't got to call in advance. But You know, it's there is some trading There is some trading done on the station and whatnot. Then we can go get gas. And then we can... Maybe pass a visit to the research station and see if they know anything about this specific location within it. 
Okay. See if there's any jobs to pick up on the station for cover. Like in the I'm going back to sleep area. now. Denru, once more interject. I don't particularly see the point of our cover, as we're going around with the personal pilot of Achille, in a ship owned by Achille. They're gonna kind of know if they have any information source that we're associated with Achille. True. We just like true, but if they be keeping up with our communication, like we're like we're concerned with. They will likely know what your arrangement with Achilles is. You know, you're basically, you know, his own call mercenaries or what have you. Yeah. Contractors, contractors. Contractors of violence. Oh, hey, Bubba's doing this. It's pretty well known that we are personal contractors with Achilles. However,. It is also known that, for the most part, we just sort of run around doing our own thing. For the most part, when we're not either finding ancient civilizations or brand new ancient civilizations or just mucking up shit. Or, or just the general boldly going. Get in, losers. We're going boldly. So you've yet to go anywhere that no one has gone before. No, just give it a month. Pshaw. Weeks at best. Or at worst. There you go. Let's get it. I mean, it, it really sounds like probably within the next two weeks we're going to go somewhere someone hasn't already gone before. <laughs> Alright. So you have several days of travel. Uh, you stop once to refuel the ship. Yeah, you're not actually empty, but Jim, you know, you start hitting half a tank, Jim wants to wants to top off. Mm -hmm. Since with what y'all are involved in, there's never any telling when the unexpected may crop up. Well, obviously, when we don't expect it. <laughs> Thus, you always expect it, and nothing happens. I'm okay with that option. But, uh... We should really get those corpses off our ship. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I really is meant to be showing the map of the ship. Just so we're not showing just the logo, since, you know, tonight is not a combat-heavy sort of thing. Mm. Ah. Where I accidentally am the best at is all the non-combat stuff. Because I rolled twos in combat. Someone has to be the mature adult. Somebody's got to be the den mother. <clears throat> so anyway. I'm sure will never backfire on us. Oh no, of course not. So anyway, it's several days later. Like I said, you stop and get fuel once. Uh, you probably stop at, at at least one other crucible just just to get off the ship and stretch your legs a bit. But uh, but no weirdness. You don't you don't think people are 
You don't think you you spot anybody spying on you. There's no. You pass by plenty of other ships because you're jumping crucibles. Crucibles tend to be busy, but but nobody doing anything suspicious, shall we say? Mm-hmm. A rarity in our circle. Yeah. Yes, it is actually a fairly relaxing trip. Adrian's still keeping an eye on the sensors, though. Oh, come on. Let your guard down just a little bit. I won't take no. advantage, I promise. No. I'd like to roll insight on the DM. He's lying. All right. A day or so after you left the last crucible, you arrive at uh, Tanka Station. Uh, as you come up on it, it looks old. The design doesn't really match anything you're familiar with. I mean, it's not completely bizarrely alien or anything, but mm. it doesn't match any contemporary station designs you're familiar that you have seen or. You would not necessarily guess what species had created it, but it seems to be in decent repair. If a, if if maybe a little patched patched up looking. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not super busy, but there are several other ships there. Uh, some of them are trading vessels. There's one kind of military ship. Uh, uh, let's see. He's eyeballing that military ship. It is a uh, Sarayan defense force. Mm. Okay. They do. They do not keep a permanent presence on the station, but they do have. Patrols that come by and check, you know, check the station out. Ah, you know the station. Okay. Like I said, it's got there. There's some trading that goes on at the station because you know it is a city-sized station, so uh huh, lots of academics, but not really a per, it's not really a prime target for piracy or anything. But right, yet, yeah, we're here now. <laughs> Hang on, guys. We're going to the station. Let's paint the big target on it. Well, we just paint a big target on whatever we happen to be at at the time. It's really just a big target that floats above your head. So wherever you are, there it is. Yeah. But Jim gets permission to dock. Hey, guys. They're asking of what our business here is. Academic. A personal investigation of the shortcut? Yeah, both of those kind of work. Like, we want to... We, we got... We have free time off mission. We want to take a crack at trying to understand how that thing works. In a more practical formation. Well, y'all look like, like a bunch saw. of heavily armed mercenaries. And you've got a little downtime, and you've decided to personally come investigate this ages-old mystery. Okay. Yeah, we like... It's an ages-old mystery. Cracking it means we get rich. 
What about or, the Or, you know, at least celebrity si at least celebrity status of, oh, you know, you've cracked. We might get on TV. We'll make a special about us. Yeah. Which, like, four of us will refuse to be on. <laughs> yeah, we might get a special made about us in the obituary section. Yeah, yeah, but you don't tell you don't tell the station operator guy that. No. Or you say it all to each other, and then you know he he tells you you might want to mute yourself next time. I, I assume we passed it on to Jim to be the one that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Does all the sweet talking for us as far as getting us onto the station. Pretty much. All right. So you get docked. Uh. You come off the ship, there's a little greeter there. Welcome to Tanka Station. Uh, you know, leading research station, researching the shortcut. Uh, she gives you just a little spiel, hands out some flyers on, you know, accommodations if you want to stay somewhere other than your ship, food, you know, local eateries. You know, it takes you a second before you realize that she isn't some official that works for the station. You know, that, that she's clearly being paid by local businesses to, you know, greet people and, you know, here's where some here's some stuff you might want to check out. Cats like, ooh, flyers. What? I ask for the local florist. Uh, she rounds off where two are. I'll make sure to visit both. Adrian will ask where he could find any readily available information about the shortcut that the station might have. Oh, any you can you can access the library files from any terminal. Probably even from, find one. probably even from your personal data pad. You know, once you hook into the. You know, station system. Hook <laughs> mm. in. Nothing about... As far as you know, nothing about the shortcut is secret. He's still gonna, like, dig through as much. If not all the data that he can once they find a place to relax. Okay. And while that happens, I'm going to be right back. Okay. So yeah, y'all gonna hit a, uh, an eatery or something to give uh, Adrian time to do some system hopping. Uh, the station seems to be pretty multicultural. There seems to be a fair mix of everybody here. You don't really spot any species that that seems to be in a majority, particularly. They've got a buffet! Ah, oh, sweet! Yes, y'all would have no problem finding a buffet place. This mansion has, like, all the different races' cuisines on it, just in a horrible, horrible smorgasbord. It's an everybody fusion horrible. restaurant.
well, you know, what's food for some people is not food for other people. Hmm. That food is still moving. That's how you know it's good and fresh. The snakeman finds it delicious. But generally speaking, most species have similar dietary requirements. It's like there's just certain requirements when you have a big brain. Gotta have them sugars, you know. Barring the occasional, you know, silicon-based life form or methane breather, you know. A few of your kind of outliers. Bubba says, have you ever eaten clean on food? <clears throat> Which I think they covered in one of the movies. I forget that. Well, they did. So what is your plan of attack? So to I'd speak. Assume, I'd assume Adrian's digging up literally everything secret and mm. not secret about the fold. Well, one thing he will find going through their systems is there's a fair amount of, of systems on the station. The main system's easy to get to. But there's a lot of secure stations, uh, uh, systems that have been secured by uh, espers. Which is not unusual on bigger stations or major worlds. You know, there's no shortage of espers around. Everybody knows Cybermancers can hack stuff, so if you can afford it, you get, get protection. Y'all have mostly been dealing with out-of-the-way little spots. One reason he's been able to run so rampant. This station is a little more prepped for that sort of thing. Uh, though the systems pertaining to, you know, the study of the shortcut, most of those systems are easy to get into. You know, like I said, you don't get the impression anybody's really trying to be secretive about it. And there, given how long the station's been here, there is not that much information. You know they have the exact you know they have the exact diameter of the thing. Uh, it seems to be perfectly spherical. How much distortion there is varies depending on if you're just skirting the edge of it or going straight through the middle. You know they have that sort of information. Do they have any idea if this is a naturally occurring phenomenon or something that was manufactured? That is very hotly debated. Because there's no evidence one way or the other. Is there anything in the center? Or is it just... There does not appear to be anything... in it at all. You have this... you know, 350 billion mile or kilometer... sphere... Of empty space. I mean, the occasional meteorite or whatever may pass through it. But there's, you know, there's no star, there's no masses of any real size. You know, they have gone and laced probes out all throughout the thing.
you know, keeping up with, you know, making sure time isn't warped particularly. Uh, they put someone in a tube and tossed them in there for a week, pulled them back out, and he's like, yeah, it's been a week. The other guy, it's been 83 years! The, let's see, the current head of the station is a Dindus named, uh, Vadilla. Oh yeah, I guess she needs a last name too, don't she? Gandrick. That's going to be a name that needs to get writ wrote down, because I'm not going to remember that. Yeah, yeah, I wrote it down. Thanks. Quesadilla Dander. Got it. Vidalia Onion. And what what publicly inter publicly available information you've got on her? She has been living in this station for centuries. Fun. Uh, enough centuries where it's like concerning, or just like she she's an old biddy. Let's see exactly how long did this species last? I think three fifty to four hundred fifty. Okay. She's not, well, centuries, technically. She's been here, like, 250. Alright. So she, she is going, she is definitely on just, at least just on the other side of middle-aged. Yeah. Border it, it is not, over. it is not unusual for her race to live that long. It's just like, you just been here. Yeah. Uh. She got tenure. Basically. She came here as an academic. Or she's just an obsessive. Uh, she still heads up a lot of research. And uh, from what you can tell, she has been running the station for the past 70 years or so. Claims to have gotten tired of, uh, of the station heads getting in the way of research. Sounds like the video clips you see her saying that there's a smile, you know, she's smiling when she says it, so you don't know that's you know how serious that comment was. At least one person to add to our list of people to see, which I think so far is just one. She's the first on the list, but that's still you adding her to the list. What sort of other people would you be looking for? I mean there's plenty of there are plenty of other academics. Do we want to look into every theory, or is there anyone on the station that might be observing it from an anthropological view? Mm. I mean, if it bends time 
or space-time or whatever, could at some point it have been more severe of a fold? Or larger, even? Not impossible. Like I said, going through the, going through the publicly available information, there are lots of theories. Lots of papers have been written. Uh, but it doesn't get talked about a whole lot. You know, from the general public. Because it's been around so long. There's so little new information that comes out about it. It hasn't... It doesn't specifically do anything. Right. It's just... No. You know, and it's not a tourist attraction because there's nothing really to see. Like the Bermuda Triangle. It just exists. Kind of. And, you know, there's rumors and stories of, of ships vanishing and all that, but... There's, like, no evidence of that ever actually happening, so... You know, it's like every new spacefaring species that runs across it gets all excited about it for a while. And then when they can't do anything with it, they can give right. it up. You know. By the same token, you have a... a core of... In the academic world, you, you, you know, you met, the interest is maintained because it is such a mystery. You know, thus having one station full of academics, you know, isn't that odd because you're drawing from everywhere else that hears about it. Hmm. Uh, the station itself has lost track of who originally built it and how old it is. Uh, it had changed hands through a couple of different governments. A couple of private companies have owned it for a time. It is basically self-governed at the moment. Mm. You know, like like its own little city-state, basically. Gets a lot of its funding from various universities that keep staff on hand. Yeah. So, so is there anybody particular y'all want to speak to? You know, like, Adrian isn't—he isn't really wanting to speak to anybody. He's just—he's getting a hold of all the information that he can that's readily available, like literally making a copy of it for his own use. Okay. And then he's gonna—first thing he's gonna do is he's gonna start cross-referencing, um, rumors and stuff to where, to all the things of like where people have disappeared, to like the people that have supposedly disappeared that have attacked the party and okay. he's also gonna be looking in regards to where those coordinates are within the shortcut and right. trying to figure out if there's anything in particular there the coordinates nothing nothing shows about the coordinates it's just empty space at that spot yeah you basically got a 350 you know billion kilometer sphere of empty space out here. That in and of itself is not unusual. Mm -hmm. It's just that, that I say that sphere of empty space, but that's, that sphere is the area that's affected by this anomaly. 
Space is not warped as badly around the edges as if you go straight through. Okay. Did anything happen at those coordinates that we found in particular? Nothing you find like... any recording of. Mm. Uh, you have no problem copying a lot of the information. As I filled them in while you were gone, you know, station's very old, it's been here forever, you get the name of the uh, Dindus woman that's currently in charge. She is mm -hmm. also an academic. She has been on the station for like 200 years or so. Okay. And been in charge of the station for the last 70. Okay. Uh, she's a long-lived species, so, you know, she's she's just starting to get middle, you know, upper middle-aged to old. Mm-hmm. Uh, you do find several systems on the station that are uh, protected by Esper powers. That is not unusual on larger stations or, you know, your bigger worlds. Because there's a lot of Espers around. Everybody that knows about them knows Cybermancers can, you know, hack stuff, so. Yeah. Was there anyone on the station or anything being researched from an uh, archaeological point of view? Cause, I mean, we found the coordinates for it on another planet. You find no reference to anybody else showing up to talk about, uh, <clears throat> you know, cave paintings, basically. Now, you have some folks kind of like that that come by with, you know, trying to prove their pet theories about it being artificially created by some advanced species or this, that, or the other. Hmm. But there's not really any group that's got like a permanent place on the station that's looking at it from that angle. Because there's, there's simply no evidence to back it up, you know, to prove or disprove. And all the stuff we've gathered, is there any reference to like an anomaly or an event like this? You like mean like the elsewhere? Stuff that we got from, well, like the stuff that we gathered off the planet... Um, the initial planet does their research were they I can words I promise um, were the race that uh, genetically modified the other race did their I've got to let research their names or records so we can call them yeah did their research discuss anything about spatial, not spatial anomalies or anything like that? Uh, no. Well, as, fa and, uh, as far as Adrian looking for correlation between the numerous people that you have killed and then found it had disappeared previously, none of them correlate with being around here at all. Hmm. Okay. And when you research rumors of disappeared ships, yeah, it's just ghost story stuff. Right. There's no actual record of anybody d disappearing in or around the uh, shortcut. Mm. Hmm. 
Do we want to go talk to this lady? Yes. She's been given right too much description for us not to want to. She seems like a vital plot point. Yeah, something like that. Definitely not something I made up off the top of my head just now. Totally not. I mean, we might as well. Then. Well, I mean, like, we could also just see whoever the head researcher is that's not her. Yeah. Since she is kind of, you know, like Since the mayor she's of running the place. the place. Yeah, probably busy. Yeah. Presumably. You know, so we can get together with... We can call and see if we can get a meeting with, like, the a, any group of researchers. You know, tell them we're planning a flight through to a specific location. And see if there's any data that's already accessible or any research they've done close to that specific location within. Okay. Uh, you call around. And there are there are a few groups like that that uh, will do tours. Like I said, this is not a huge tourist destination, but you do have people come through like, like, your, well, like your cover, like the cover you're giving. You know, they come through just kind of to, to look around and talk about it. So you find a group that'll do that for, you know, a small fee. I mean, we've, we've got our own ship that we could take to that location if Jim doesn't think it's a bad idea. As far as, you know, Jim's like, as far as I know, the, the shortcut's always been harmless. <laughs> Was there any research on those specific coordinates? Not that he found. So anyway, you show up at one of the uh, uh, research facilities, a little grandiose, but this kind of uh, this area these researchers are working in. Uh, they're tied to a university from one of the core worlds. Uh, you are greeted by Professor uh, Pomo Safi. He is one of the uh, Eldori, which is, you know, the blue skin folk. Mm -hmm. He is. Sorry, I'm looking with all these different races having different age, age uh, lifespans, I should say. I'm trying to see how old these guys get. We'll find in our hearts to forgive you. Mm -hmm. Sweet Lord, does everybody live three or four hundred years except humans? Except for humans and Prometheans. From from reading through, most of the races are about three, four hundred years old, but humans and Prometheans are really short lived, and it it makes a lot of the races wary of them because they move so damn fast. 
Like they've advanced faster than any other race because of their short-lived I don't nature. think the Ashenborn live, or Ashenforge live all that long either. The I think the Modokai live slightly longer than humans. And the Ashenforge are also created from yeah. science. But, uh... <laughs> and it may just be, you know, your more advanced races have fixed themselves and live longer. Yeah. Where humans are still relatively the new kids on the block. Yeah. Anyway, you're speaking to Professor Pomo. Ah, greetings. Are you the group that called ahead? That's right. Ah, thank you. Welcome, welcome. Welcome to the station. Uh, always glad to meet people that are curious about the shortcut. Horrible name since there's really... It's not doesn't really go anywhere. <clears throat> I mean, this isn't a trade router. There's no real reason to drive through or to pilot through it. But it is the largest anomaly of its type known. Well, really, the only type known, but only of its type known. But come, come, I'll, you know. He proceeds to take you on a little tour. You know, it's a well-rehearsed presentation. It kind of covers the early days... Uh, they're not entirely certain exactly when it was discovered. Like I said, they lost lost the records of when the, exactly the station was built. But, but basically, how you know it was stumbled across by accident, and the ebbs and flows of the research, and you know, it, like I said before, every new species that discovers it, you know, gets really really interested in it for a little while. And then they don't make any more headway than anybody else did. Interest ebbs a little bit. He goes into the different theories on, you know, it being artificial versus it being, you know, naturally occurring in some way. He goes into some of the really out there theories like inside out black holes, you know, a, like a super dense black hole so much so that it's folded space in around itself. He thinks that was ridiculous, but it, it had some popularity for a while. Hmm. You know, it's a 10 or 15 minute little presentation, at which point he asks you if there's any specific questions or, you know, things you'd like to ask. He'll be happy to answer any questions you have, you know, that he can. Uh, Dan will go ahead and ask, as far as storage, does, let's say, just food spoiled at the same rate in it? As out of it. Yes, there doesn't no. seem to be any real time dilation effects. Uh, it's just in some way a distance is shortened. Correct. But time-wise, you can't tell. Correct. You'd just be traveling um, along, and suddenly you'd be getting much and much and much further ahead of anyone traveling outside of it, even if you're traveling at the same speeds. It's truly fascinating. You know, I had a thought. Are you able to view it in the visible spectrum as it's occurring? Uh... Things move... Or does it just appear from the outside that it's just going faster? 
with the naked eye, ships moving through there are moving so fast with the naked eye you couldn't really see it anyway. If you move hmm. through slowly, it's much less noticeable. So to answer your question, no, you can't really see it with a naked eye. You know, by the same token, well, never mind. So you, you look like you had a question, Eric? No, he's just, um, Adrian's just sitting there thinking, it's like, I had a, I had a thought. Maybe true, may not, might look like an idiot, but... What if this was an artificially created phenomenon that is hiding something? That is taking whatever enters from one point and putting it at the other? The kind professor nods. Sure it hops over something. The professor nods. That has, that has been one long-held theory. Because at three and a half billion kilometers, that is roughly the size of a quote-unquote average solar system. Is there any particular energy signature that is being emitted from there? Nope. Background radiation seems to be the same. You know, the only odd odd thing is light traveling through has that same shortening effect on distance or speed up effect. Giving the illusion that the light is actually traveling faster than light can, but it's just an illusion caused by the by the shortening of the distance. Hmm. I see. When there's a lull in the conversation, he asks you, so, you know, what sparks your interest in the, uh, in the shortcut? What brings you out here? I want to try to solve it. <laughs> yes, we all, Dan we all would like to solve it. Dan will park up. While on a job, we, uh, received some information in coordinates. Those coordinates were inside that, are inside this, the oh, inside really? the shortcut. What sort of a job? And are y'all walking around, like, strapped and ready for a fight? Adrian or, never looks like he's strapped and ready for a fight. I'm always in my suit. Well, yeah, Pass. you're pretty noticeably a sentinel, so. Jade just have a sidearm this time. Yeah, same with Francis. Cat's weapons would be hidden. Okay. Sidearms are uh, not unusual on station, so... Dan will, uh... show the, uh... the, uh... Space Popo report about the bandits we fought. And just be like, you know... Space Popo. <laughs> you know. The Defense Force. Yeah, the Defense Force. But, you know, 
fighting against bandits uncovered some information from them. But, you know, it did not say that they put anything here or if they had anything there. They just had coordinates, so we were... Cu- so think you're going they got- to lie to him. Well, I mean, it's... I mean, yeah, vaguely. It's not a lie, like, it's a mission of truth. Like, do we really... No, I mean, at that point, I'm telling a, a full Oh, no, full I'm not going to lie. I'm going to intentionally tell them something that I know is untrue. That I'm making up on the spot. Uh. Anyway, the professor's kind of like, oh, that's very interesting. But, uh... I mean... Anyone could potentially, I guess, fly out there and leave something laying around. It's it's an awful lot of space. Uh, you know, a cargo container or something wouldn't be noticed. Yeah. We have plenty yeah, of probes out there, but they only cover so much space. Yeah. A big thing with us coming to visit you and talk was to make sure we would not interrupt any research by going out to look. Uh, well, let me check. He pulls up a data pad. Now, as far as I know, nothing in particular is going on in that area. Yeah, we do periodically fly ships through it, or fly ships out to try various experiments on the ships. But it should be perfectly alright by this station for us to go out to that location. Oh yes, yes, nothing in the shortcut is, you know, banned or off-limits. I mean, it would be a violation of local ordinance to go out there and mess with someone else's probes or, you know, someone else's property. But no, no, you'd be free, free to fly around and do your own investigating however you want, however you wish. Understood. Good Thank you, know. sir. Now, if we, if somehow that location there's a super secret research lab, we'll tell you. Oh, yes, please do. It's just we're always interested in, you know, Treasure hunting and all that. Oh, is that, is that the kind of jobs you do? Like archaeology, but for profit. Yeah. That that sums us up pretty well, actually, right now. Yeah. Archaeology and murder. She doesn't, she doesn't say that out loud, but that's what she's saying. Well, I don't Don't imply murder. Never imply murder. (laughs) Most of the people, most of the numerous, numerous people you killed started it, so. And totally deserved it. Yes. yes, Numerous, numerous people. I mean, there were the random attackers, the drug dealers. I think we're good to just go. I mean, we're clearly going to get attacked at some point, but mm-hmm. not by this, not by the people of this station. Have you happened to run into anyone that um, bleeds a rainbow blood when? <laughs> Do you ask the professor that? No, no. Good, that would freak the poor man out. Uh, give That's me. Not- Perception checks as you leave. That can only mean good things. 
Perception checks always mean good things. Oh, shit. Man, look at Francis go. Okay. Adrian. Adrian and Jade poked their eyes out. Adrian does not notice anything. Yanni and Jade gorge their own eyes out. <laughs> so one and a two, respectively. Oh. Uh, Dan so Ray one and not... one, respectively. Is it? It's red, oh, yeah, so I no, assume he rolled a roll, one. Yeah, on the die roll, yeah. So really, just Cat and Francis. You notice one of the little lab guys, you know, he watches you when you come in. And seems to kind of keep an eye on you the entire time. I mean, he doesn't follow you out when you leave or anything like that. It's just something you notice. Mm. Just something we notice. I bump Jade's, Jade's hands a little bit and bob my head vaguely in the guy's direction. What? Yeah, he's kind of cute, I guess. But he's got a big lizard head, so a slight bob of his head makes the nose whip around very noticeably. <laughs> Cat turns and, and like, has, arrows, has arrows pointing at dude. Like, not to where dude can see the arrows pointing at him, but like, so... Like Adrian can see the arrows pointing. He sh the the man shudders like he like someone just walked across his grave. That's not uh, next once week. once that's pointed out, Yanni, still invisible, is going to just float over and stay above that guy's head and just sort of follow him around wherever he goes, while we're at the station. Okay. As you leave, he just goes back to his work. Well, Though at one point he does pull out a data pad and uh, send a text message to somebody. Uh-huh. And Yanni's watching that. Uh, a party matching the description uh, you gave has been here inquiring about the shortcut. Ah, Does he set the data pad anywhere? Or no, does he, he just slides it, it back into his pocket. Okay. How big of a pocket? Could a Yanni-shaped thing fit in that pocket? <laughs> it's like a, a regular pants pocket. Now, Yanni's just going to like stay on him all day while we're here. Okay. The rest of the day, he seems to go about his business. You know, he does his research... He seems to be kind of a mid-level researcher. You know, he takes lunch, he chews the fat with his colleagues. Mm-hmm. They throw out he different theories. But say Yanni also might be messing with him a little bit. Like he turns like he turns around when nobody's watching, Yanni will like move something just a little bit, like an inch or two. Like when he's looking at it? When he's not looking at oh. it. Like, he'll turn around, and, like, when he goes back to look at something, it's moved by, like, two inches or yeah, so. Yeah, when he goes back to reach for it, he just, like, taps it. And said... 
He just feels like his balance and his his mental positioning of everything has been off today. Is there anything small and shiny that you can do? There are shiny tools, Mister. No, uh, Yanni has a mission. Yanni is not to be distracted from being a complete a-hole to this man. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, yeah, the guy didn't seem to really notice. I mean, you know, it's he fine. notices that he reaches for something and then kind of looks up surprised that he has to reach over further or this, that, the other, but... He doesn't seem overly distressed by it or, or suspicious about any of it. Yeah, that's basically the, the extent Yanni's going to go. Okay. So the rest of you, as you leave, where do you go? What do you do? I'm assuming Adrian would have passed on that information that the text message was sent. Once they were alone, yes. And after he's secured whatever place they happen to be at, probably the ship, maybe. Hey, Jim, guess what? <laughs> yeah. There's has there more been a gunfire? He's like, has there been gunfire? Not yet. Oh, Not yet. Well, it's a good day so far. But, 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 but say if they go, or if they're at the ship, we chime in. Chime in is like he's just like has there been gunfire? He's like, hey, if we do go to the ship, and Jim does ask that. Were you going to the ship, or are you just calling him to say? I don't know. Adrian isn't going to be saying anything over over comms. comms. Okay. Yeah. I assume we at least go back to the ship to coordinate our next move. Okay. Yeah. You go yeah. back. He's got the ship locked down. I mean, not like. You know, super locked down. He's got the door shut. Uh, let's keep it that way. But yeah, but yeah, he does ask you, has there been gunfire? There probably will be. There oh, hasn't man. been, but there's been secret text messages of people that were waiting for us to show up here. I'll say Adrian, like, literally would just tell the party that is there in the ship, though. Mm. Yeah. I currently have... I currently have, have Yanni... That's a good question. Yanni is currently messing with him, Will shifting it... things one or two inches just to throw his balance off a little bit. It's going to follow him home. He's eventually going to go lay down somewhere or his apartment and, or whatever. And when he goes to lay down somewhere or, you know, relaxes, Yanni's stealing his data pad. And it will be mine. <laughs> but it's okay. most likely, talking to Jim, it's most likely that. It's just some information network where they've got someone on a bunch of, you know, they've got one person on this station, one person on that station, waiting for this group they've identified to show up. Well, why right. would we be that group? No one even knew we were coming here. It's a fair point. We've already been hunted by professional mercenaries once. Yeah. But I mean, who literally said they were briefed on how to fight? They were briefed on us and were surprised we were better than they were told. But we I'm just got surprised. the coordinates from that planet, unless I feel like that incident was from you know us being wanted in multiple places. <laughs> Some of the attacks may have been from from that, yes. The, uh, I believe specifically the Promethean Sniper y'all ran into. Could 
Would it be impossible to call back to that planet we were at um, just before this and see if anyone else had come down investigating the area where the coordinates were? You could certainly send that message off. But it would take time to come yeah, back. Yeah, it would take, because you're going to have to relay it through crucibles. And, yeah. And then, you know, the time, travel time from this station to a crucible, from a crucible to the planet. Uh, and by the way, while y'all were in transit, you were able to verify that the mayor released the information like he said he would. Which will mm. mean there will be a lot of visitors. Yeah. Yeah. Coming soon. But we probably wouldn't have been mentioned unless the no, mayor no. got really chatted. Not no, unless the, the mayor was feeling vindictive. The mayor's whole thing was you know, wanting, to, wanting to be the one to put the information out there so it comes off as though the people had just decided, you know, hey, we... Mm. You know, we need to let this, you know, we need to put this out there. Do we want to wait to see what Yanni brings back with the data pad and then go out into the great void? Yeah, let's wait on Yanni. Sounds like a plan. Mm -hmm. Is there any good weapons shops on this station or is it not really a weapons kind of place? It's not really a weapons kind of place. There's plenty of there's plenty of shops where you can buy a sidearm. Because you know nobody does any extensive traveling in this war in this universe without you know either being armed or having armed people with them. Mm. You know, because just because pirates are a thing and so forth and so on. Like I said, sidearms in a station are not the least bit unusual. So Yanni watches this guy, and like I said, he does his work. He goes out to lunch with his colleagues. He chews the fat. He goes home in the evening, and his room looks like something you would something you'd expect a conspiracy theorist nut to have. There are papers on the walls. He has a uh, not white not white boards because you know it's future. future, but like these big touchscreen monitors that take up most of the wall. Mm-hmm. It's not... I used the conspiracy theory or conspiracy nut comparison, but it's not like he's got the little red strings connecting things he's got pinned on the wall. It is mostly mathematics, astrophysics kind of stuff. Uh, mm. Oh, it's a bunch of math. Gross. It's like he Had works his... all day trying to crack this, and then he comes home and works all night trying to crack this. I mean, Mention of math, cat is instantly out. Uh, so basically, all of this is about the corridor shortcut, whatever you want to call it. Uh, the go fast pockets. Yanni does not see. There's no knickknacks. There's the place is not decorated. Mm-hmm. It's bookcases and it's tables. It's only stuff that has an actual use. 
Why do I get a feeling that if I were to put a bullet in the back of this guy's head, he'd start spraying rainbows? I don't know, man. I think you got a thing for rainbows, I don't know. Uh, yeah, the I mean, bedroom really, it, it is not quite as bad. It sounds like he's an obsessive. Yeah, the bedroom is not quite as bad. He's got clothes. He's got a bed and a dresser. You know, there's clothes hung up. Mm-hmm. It seems kind of orderly and neat. You know, he's got his bathroom facilities. You know, there's the typical shampoos, you know. Yeah. Does he leave his data pad anywhere? Uh, yeah, yeah. When he gets home, he changes out of work clothes into something more comfortable. Okay. Is there any like collection of data pads or something that he might have put all, put them on? Uh, you don't see like a lot of data pads laying around. He's got one tablet that seems to to stay in the room. Uh huh. And like I said, there's a computer system because he's got the monitors and stuff on right. the wall that he can, you know, use like a whiteboard or pull information up on. How big is the tower? Uh, probably not too big, but it's built into the wall of the room. Is it less than forty pounds? It is, but like I said, it's built into the wall of the room, so you'd have to disconnect stuff inside the wall. Mm-hmm. As in the case is, like, hard, like, screwed into the wall? Yeah, kind of like how the system computer would, the, the station's computer system would be, you know, integrated into it. Yeah, the guy has basically mm-hmm. done that to his apartment. Hmm. So you don't really have a tower standing out anywhere. Okay. You know, it connects to everything basically via Wi-Fi. How hardwired into the wall is this tower? Uh, the wires are not plugged into it so much as they're just connected, you know, directly to like the, essentially the motherboard. Yeah, uh-huh. it is a part of the room basically. Right. If you went in with tools, yeah, you could cut it out and then rig something up. Hello, room cleaning. <laughs> now, okay, my next question is... Yes, uh, like, yes Bubba likes smart boards. Is how much... Smart is there empty space inside this tower? Or is it, like, completely full up with, like, wires and... There's All space that. about like you'd have space in an iPad. I mean, everything is pretty closely connected together. Okay. You know, it is not a super. You know, it is not a supercomputer by any stretch of the imagination. Mm-hmm. You know, it's very truthfully very similar to the computers he was using. You know, at work. All right. Okay. I'm asking because, like, if there's enough, if there was enough room inside the chassis, if Yanni could maybe get into the chassis and like disconnect things that are connecting it to Yanni's the wall, like and then just like going fly, right? No, 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 he's tiny. 
That's right, because he only he can only pick up like five pounds or so, right? Forty. I don't remember how Forty pounds. Forty pounds at max. Surely he's bigger than that, then. No, he, he's a he's classified like in by the rules as a tiny sized construct. Okay, okay. Yeah, I'm, tiny, not, tiny I'm, I'm not sure how I'm not sure how tiny how, how big tiny would be in yeah, relation like to stuff. Like a fairy Okay. But he, he's considered tiny, but okay. he has he has a strength of five and carry weight is strength times, I think eight. Okay. Okay. So. Yeah, if you could disconnect this, but like I said, it's kind of you know bolted into place or whatever. There mm. we go. Fair enough. Okay. Uh. But, you know, he doesn't make any more calls about you. He pull, he literally pulls up a copy of the work he was working on at work and starts on it again. For a few hours and eventually goes to bed. Okay. Uh, yeah, and he's going to pick up the data pad once the guy's asleep. Okay, not a problem. I'll go over to the desk. He will sit on the computer and he will act as a terminal for Adrian. Okay. And Adrian himself is going to try to get into the computer. Alrighty. Let's see His system. Are you using an Esper power to do this, or yeah, just hat? he's he's going to activate Black Hat in case he as a just in case because it gives him advantage on hacking unfamiliar systems and lets him have the ability to to get through up to second level Esper powers or second level Esper encryption. Now, Esper Encryption, those are individual powers? Yeah. Because this guy's system is protected. Mm-hmm. System lock, I believe, is the one I need. Allows you to break through rank 2 warding talents like Magnetic Seal or Program Trigger, etc., etc. Alright, System Lock, System Lock. Okay, I'm mistaken. System lock doesn't. System lock was not the one I was looking for. Okay, the one I the one I was looking for, I think, is a second level, so you would get through it. Okay. System lock is a temporary something where you seal the thing off. Yep. You actually have to suppress that if you wanted to use the device. Mm-hmm. So yes, you're able to access his data pad. No, he's accessing the computer. Oh, I got you. Yeah. Uh, you get into the computer. It contains a lot of his research. 
uh, <clears throat> you know, you're running through all the numbers and it's all the experiments they've been trying. Uh, and then you realize, yeah, it's all the experiments they've tried. There is centuries and centuries worth of experiments stored on this thing. Yeah, he's he's having Yanni download this to the data pad. Mm-hmm. Like all of these experiments. Uh, that's gonna be a little while. Yeah, this information goes way, way back. He theoretically has eight hours to do it. In theory. Is it uh, USB 3.0? What are we up to? It's Thunderbolt 300. <laughs> the connection is easy. Oh my. But, uh... You eventually get it all downloaded. Mm-hmm. A lot of the experiments were things already publicly available. Yeah. You know, the information on it. If it takes long enough that I have to take a point of exhaustion for staying up, then I will to yeah, maintain yeah. the concentration. But, but uh, and then I can I can just like sleep through the day or something like that and get my long rest that way. Some of the earliest experiments that you find listed, which, like I said, are from hundreds of years ago, mm-hmm. have some personal notes attached. Okay. These are ones you did not find kind of out in the readily available. Uh-huh. Quite possibly just based on their age. Some of these probably date back to the very early days of the station. Okay. Uh, but it's somebody's talking about the latest experiment being a failure, but he's certain with a few more years that he can get inside. Uh, okay. It's almost like he's making a report to somebody. Huh. And that given, you know, a few, and, that, and it's like he's reassuring or trying to calm somebody down. That, you know, a few more years to, to crack their way in. After all the years it took to find it initially, you know, he's not that big a deal. <clears throat> and that's really all you get. I mean, it, it was just a little note attached to the file. Okay. All right, so after all that, Yanni is going to take the data pad and after he gets all the data, of course, and he's going to yoink out with the data pad back to the ship. Okay. And by this point, Adrian's like, I'm tired. <laughs> and he'll... is. Is anyone still up with him, or 
No, everybody else is probably crashed out. Oh, they crashed out. Okay. We're selfish like that. That's yeah, fine. We Agent's gonna, gonna the coffee timer. Yeah, Agent's gonna walk over to Dandrew's door. Dunk. As he just like falls into the door. <laughs> Dan will get up, shield in hand. Oh hey Adrian, what's wrong? Have uh, about seven eight hundred years of research by one guy. Joy. I'm gonna assume you mean. <laughs> All right. Well, you know he had all that on his computer. You don't know where he got it all from. Right now, he's too tired to care. Did <laughs> we, we happen to get who he sent the text to? That's somewhere on that data pad. Yeah, the... the figure it. Or actually... His room looked actually, like no, a giant... Because it, it, it wasn't the, you know, email he had. It was the yeah. report, and this was just a note attached to the report. So yeah, no no indication of who he would have sent it to. Yeah, he's just like as I got a little distracted because that dude's room looked like a giant conspiracy theory office, and he had a big ass computer bolted into the goddamn wall. That's and not it that took, unusual in a station or a ship. It took uh, what time is it? It probably took you seven hours. Okay, so it took me about six, seven hours of nonstop concentration through my little drone friend, as Yanni is like probably nicked something from Dander's room and is floating off with it. Um, <laughs> Congratulations, you stole dirt. <laughs> uh, he, he's he's probably like, yay, dirt! My bonsai like, tree, no. <laughs> it's like, gonna probably gonna dirt. Pro probably gonna like move the tree somewhere where it thinks. Um, and it's like, yeah, that's. I'm tired. I need sleep. Right. I've been Dandrew up all damn night <laughs> doing this. Adrian up. Let's get you to bed. Ah, I'm flying. Okay. <laughs> He's just gone. Adrian just wants Danny Danru to t tuck him in. Ready my story. Uh, uh, he, he like literally like Danru got probably about five feet before Adrian was already just like out like a light. The rest of the night passes uneventfully. Fairly early in the morning though. The com or the uh the uh yeah, the comms in all your rooms come on. You hear Jim's voice. Uh guys, you might want to get down here. Ah, what did who time. do this time? Uh station police wanna talk to you. Cat <laughs> just glares in the direction of wherever Adrian's room is on this ship. Uh, Yay. He said what now? Um, what, what do they need us for? Yeah, Adrian, you've only had about two hours of sleep at this point. Yeah, someone might have woken him up, probably at the intercom. They just say they want to talk to you about some stolen property? I don't know. I mean, it's not like it's... It's not like it's the SWAT team has shown up or anything. It's a couple of officers. And, right. It's a couple of officers and this like pissed off looking dude. Adrian has a copy of this stuff in his head by now. He tells Yanni to pick up the data pad, make them both invisible, and he'll 
phase through the ship and fly off back to this wherever this dude's house is, just to get the evidence out of the ship. Hmm. And then he's gonna the go back to back. and he's gonna go back to sleep. <laughs> Danner will go talk to the. Danner will go on the communicator. Does uh. Does anyone other than me feel like going and speaking with the police? Cat, cat comes along. I'm about to say, probably you, at that point, Danru will spot Yanni, pick up the thing, pick the data pad. Both of them just vanish. <sighs> yeah. Right. Cat's like, I can punch him later for you if you. Danru will step outside the vehicle. There's two officers. So, you know, the officers are just kind of like, mm, hello. License and registration. Hello. <laughs> oh, kind of. You know, they want to see your ID. Which, you know, you just pull up your data pad or whatever. Or your comm unit. So, uh, what's occurred? Roll me a wisdom check. Both of us? Uh, just Andrew. Ha. It's a two. You're not in combat. I'm not in combat. You, know, you see the two bad. officers? They look normal. The guy behind them looks kind of upset. I mean, he looks a little mad. Uh, he's dressed kind of like the researchers you've seen. Yeah, he's got. He just got that kind of academic look to him. Cat hmm. uh, was one of the people that spotted the guy that was watching you the previous yep. day, right? You recognize him. He's yep. the guy that was watching you. Yep. Cat's already behind the mask. Like, I'm going to just beat the shit out of the nerds. Uh, as you start talking to the officers, something pings on the uh, researcher's data pad. He pulls it up. Officers, it's on the move again. He called in to report his data pad was stolen. He had a tracer in it. It traced it to this dock, uh, this docking bay. And we've been here since we got in here last night before we were going to go out you know, this morning to do some research on a spot. Uh, none of us have left. You're welcome to check the cameras and everything, but we've been on here all night. We have somebody checking, you know, that is going to check the surveillance. Okay, yeah. But, I mean, if you want to look around the ship, uh, there's nothing. We don't have anything on the ship that we shouldn't have. Well, not lying. Apparently he's saying the data pad is on the move, so. Okay. I mean... I hope you find it. Uh, the little researcher guys like drones. They're probably carrying it around with drones. One of the officers like, think... we'll check the cameras. It's it, It'd be a stealth drone. Uh-huh. I know Hull, one of our guys, builds drones, but I don't think any of them can go stealth. And the police proceed to, you know, ask you general questions, you know. The longer it goes on, the more you think that they're just kind of like, whatever. Humoring the guy. Well, you know, 
I've got, you know, his, at first, you know, I've got a tracker on my thing. It shows that it's here. Well, okay, we'll go check yeah. that out. Okay, as soon as we get there. Oh, now it's moving. And he's talking about browse, you know, invisible browse. drones. Which is tech they know exists. But all of this is still essentially the dude's cell phone. Yeah, it's like, they stole my cell phone with stealth drones. <laughs> was it a yeah, high-end cell phone? Yeah, it was okay. It was a couple years old. Screen was a little cracked. Uh, the fu the funny thing is, is Yanni actually technically isn't a drone. <laughs> That's the funny part. Eh. What is he exactly then? He's a I protean. Mean, what is a protean? I will have to like dig through okay. the book a little bit more, but I was thinking that was, I was thinking that was just some sort of spe kind of specialized drone, but is it a little more of a mm -mm. self-aware? Whole whole stuff are drones. Um, one of the things, let me. Because Johnny does have a little, a little more personality, more... where Hull's drones just do jobs. Yeah. yeah, they're just weapons or tools. It says, um, create a bonded companion, an extension of yourself that is a that is semi-intelligent. Um, okay. And instead of being a drone, it's considered a protean or a netherant. Okay. I'll, I'll have to... I'm I'm gonna like dig. It's almost yeah. like it would be an artificial animal, but like a high intelligence. Kinda. Because yeah, it's basically it's... like a familiar or animal companion kind of kind yeah. of correlation. Okay. It, it it's basically some sentient creature that takes the form of a drone, mm -hmm. but it is not a drone in technicality. Yeah, but his intelligence is kind of spawned out of your own mind. Mm -hmm. So to the police it's an extension officer, of himself. But to the police officers, yeah, it's a drone. You yeah. can tell them it's at all. It's a hinky, super fancy one. But it, ultimately, they're still going. So they're going. Okay, it's a drone. Yeah, but but if, if someone asks him, "Do you own a drone?" He can't technically say no. And they can't get any for no <laughs> false reports or perjury or anything. Okay. Yeah. One of the it's not a drone. You know, since you invited him on the ship, one of the officers comes on and has a little look around. But you know, do they go into Adrian's room at all? Uh, they would probably open the door and glance in, but. They don't do go, a thorough what? search. Two guys. He asks just a couple of questions. You know, did you go anywhere last night? You know, yada yada yada. I was in here for the most part. I, I mean, this ripple stuff was real interesting, and it kind of stayed up way longer than I should have researching it. <sighs> yeah, there's a lot to read on that. Mm-hmm. I pretty much got a copy of everything that you all have available, and I just started reading and. Forgot to stop. He's like, yeah, I got a brother that's like that. You know, kind <laughs> of negative. I mean, no offense. Uh, oh, I mean, I'm the same way, so I can very cheerfully say my condolences. Yeah, they check out Hole. They look a little closer in Hole's workroom. But, you know, most of his drones are pretty run-of-the-mill, you know. As you know, as far as the style of tech. So Nothing that screams stealth tech. So outside the, the two the two cops went in, right? Uh, yes. So did the nerdy kind of come in? It's just he did not us and the nerd outside. Mm -hmm. Danru will look him in the eyes, go. So um, why do you send a secret text message about us to somebody? Why are you spying on me? Are you spying on us? You came to my place of business. 
It's a research station. You're There's a, a research lot of people station. that come here. Well, he meant the specific office. His office or whatever. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't realize that the office was private. We just came to... We found some coordinates somewhere. We're nosy bastards. What coordinates did you find? We, uh... We a text message will pop up on both of their screens. It says, "You didn't Don't discuss tell with thing. this guy those coordinates. You gave them to the person that was giving you the tour. Mm -hmm. You know, this guy never left his workstation, so he didn't necessarily overhear everything. He was just kind of keeping an eye on you. Just a bunch of them in the general area. I mean, I'm not the science nerd. Hmm." I mean, look at me. Do I look like the science nerd? Perhaps I could speak to your nerd. <laughs> if he would share these coordinates, uh, perhaps I could forget about this little... Theft. The what? This little thing where you yell at us? Yeah, there's nothing on the ship that's yours. Mm, it has a tracker. I know it was been on the ship. And I know as soon as we All showed up, somebody took it off. No one's left the ship. All of our drones are still here. Mm -hmm. There's no flying tablet. Mm-hmm. Roll me a bluff. Um, I'm not the one. I'm not the one shooting deception? the mouth off. Have fun with that. Yeah. Yeah. Deception. 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 Yeah, I'm sorry. Deception. Technically, none of our drones left it. <laughs> She would know enough about Yanni to know it's not a drone. You can't tell if he's convinced or not. He does not look super convinced, but... He doesn't call you a liar, either. Dandry's making what? sure the police aren't coming back out yet. Do you even care why we're you, on the street? You've got several minutes while they're inside. Yeah. Who... Who even asked you to... Be on the lookout for our group. Yeah, who knew we'd even be here? You people this have popped up in some odd locations. You, you people have popped up in some odd locations. Your faces have gotten you, around. You people. <laughs> what do you mean, you people? I mean... We end up going on a lot of weird jobs. We just pull bad jobs. Mm-hmm. So where did you find these coordinates at? Space cult. If he sure. already knows about us, he knows. She was going to say the same story he did about us finding it on the drug runner planet. Hmm. That seems unlikely. Space cult, yeah. Eventually, the cops come on back out. And they tell you, you know, we didn't find anything. You know, we had our little scanner, but nothing pinged from your your tracker. Uh, he still looks at you with great suspicion. But he tells the officers, you know, well, he thanks the officers for doing what they could. Though, although he's still convinced that, you know, they were responsible for, you know, taking his property, but... Uh, Daniel, we'll ask the police, the officers real quick. Now, we had plans 
later day to travel into the shortcut for a brief, for a drive. Are we still perfectly okay to be doing that? He's like, yes. Or do there, we need there's to stay around for. There's it's it's a stolen cell phone, man, or commune. Uh, you know, y'all would be in trouble if we had found it. But yeah, we you know, there's no charges actually being pressed. Understood. Where did Yanni take his data pad? Well, after hearing this, uh, Adrian is going to tell Yanni to find somebody that looks particularly obnoxious and or bitchy that is carrying a purse to phase into it and leave it in there. <laughs> You're a monster. Yeah, this is the worst thing he's ever done, sure. <laughs> sure enough, well, he does that. Innocent, you know, somebody, has, somebody is already out walking around, so, you know, if he keeps checking it, it'll just be moving all over the place. Yeah, pretty much. Like, the, the the best thing Adrian came up with, with his tired mind, is send this man on the longest wild goose chase he can think of. So he can go back to sleep. Is <laughs> basically, basically it. Astro woke me up. Make him pay. Yeah, more or less. Alright, so later this day, you're going to head out into the shortcut. Probably after letting Adrian get a little bit more sleep. Now they get back Probably. on the ship. Cat's uh, opening the door and like winging a shoe at him. That's <laughs> what? It's not even a shoe she wears. Yeah. She has sets just for throwing. Gotcha. You know, aerodynamic ones. She's just like, what? What? You you stole from another nerd, and you didn't expect anything to be on it. Did you check it for anything, or did you just bring it on the ship? Yeah, I checked it. Did he have another one? It had a tracking device on it, dumbass. Oh, but after, lovely. But after seven hours of downloading information on it, he didn't think to check that once he took it out of the room. Fucking <sighs> So anyway, we're going to wrap here, because it's just after nine. Wait, what do you mean, rookie? You don't need to be experienced in that. Dan was <laughs> looking at Cat. It's a turn of phrase. Sure it is. I mean, he's done other stuff and not been this stupid. You've been here when he's done other stupid stuff. You try downloading and sifting through between seven to eight hundred years of research, staying awake for... Just about a day straight, with absolutely no sleep, trying to make sure you get it all done and correct, and then bringing it back. I'm making a checklist next time. Top of checklist. After downloading, check document for any traps or tracking devices. Which is why I've planted it on somebody else. Can I go back to sleep now? It just, like, walks off. Yes, yes, you may, at Adrian. Thank you. Good night. Dan, Dan will close the door. Wouldn't it be the morning? <laughs> Alright, so we wrap here for the evening. Next week, into the uh, shortcut. Into the space folds. Before no. we take off, since I, since I showed the ship map again, take a second to hype uh, zerohour.com www.com the number zero dash hr.com they do these maps that you get in in printed form 
They come with miniatures of the ship. So there's the roustabout. Or the Clydesdale, I think, is the model of the ship. And they were real nice about letting me use their maps in the game, so I like to hop them every now and then. I uh, want to thank everybody on Twitch that showed up to watch. Hope you enjoyed it. Thank my players for uh, putting up with me again. And again, as always. and again, we had Sarah playing Cat, Taylor playing Dan Rue, Eric playing Adrian, uh, Anna playing Jade, and Zach playing Francis. Uh, let's see. Is there anything else we needed to go into? Well, not for this game. Tomorrow night for the Wednesday night showcase, we are starting a few weeks of an Icons game that I'll be running. Tomorrow we are doing character creation. And then it'll be five or six weeks, probably, of the story. I have no idea what the story is going to be yet. I've got, well, I'll say no idea. Two or three ideals. I'm going to wait and see what the guys come up with. I'm kind of looking forward to it. We're using the random character creation, so that tends to be fun when you get oddball combinations, and then with everybody there, everybody can throw ideals back and forth to come up with something coherent. Uh, some of the guys in this game have played that kind of thing with me before. Hmm. And then Thursday, Maddie has her Curse of Strahd, where I think they're finally in Barovia. And then... Foundation's wrapped up, so Monday I don't know what they're planning to do. Don't know if we actually do not. We're going to be doing reruns of Foundations of Adalar until the 8th of July when we're going to be starting our new campaign. Okay. Has he released any information on the new campaign? Not yet. Yeah. Um, from what I remember, we're going to be having a session zero that's going to be open only to patrons. So, hey, if you want to see our world-building character creation process for our new game on Mondays, totally become a patron for Dyerberry Venturing Company, <laughs> and you will be able to see Session Zero. All right, so like I said, tune in tomorrow for the Icons game. And if, you, if superheroes aren't your thing, but sci-fi is, meet us back here in a week, and we'll carry on with our Espergenesis campaign. See y'all later. See you, see you.